This week we go whole hog as we discuss the 1984 Australian film Razorback. Hello and welcome to the Bloody Bits Horror Show. I am your host, Eddie, the Axe Jefferson, and joining me this week, as always, is the dicko to my, what was that guy's fucking name, Benny. Tim Yobo, how are you doing today, good sir? I am doing very good, and you know what? Uh, as crazy as it seems, dicko was the best character in this movie, so I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> Slightly, but... Slightly the best character, but Tim, we are not alone on this journey as we uh, discuss this Outback Horror movie suggested for april the last of our fucking animal attack movies we are joined by our friend and uh patreon a uh, guy who's in the chats all the time speaking of the chats our buddy david how you doing today sir i am well thank you and i really appreciate you playing that song it uh does my country proud it does your country <laughs> proud. <laughs> want to be welcome Oh my god. So the not not a big fan of the chats? I love the chats. Oh yeah? <laughs> no, I don't really. I hate them. I hate them with a passion. They uh they're terrible and they uh embarrass me. But they're Is popular, that Australia's so, answer to Dropkick Murphy? Oh god. <laughs> no, I think it's more like Mojo Nixon. Oh, oh makes sense. If anyone sense, knows who Mojo Nixon is. <clears throat> no, it doesn't work here. So, uh David, you brought us for the last week of April, the last week of our Animals Attack Month. I asked you specifically because I know Australia has got all sorts of crazy animals that are always trying to kill you constantly. It's a place that <laughs> dares you to live there. <laughs> and the first film that you, uh, you suggested, you said it just shot into your mind like, a, uh, well, like one of the many guns that we see in this film was the movie Razorback. So what's, what's your background with this film? Uh... Basically, uh, when I was in high school, we uh, this movie came out, and it was just like the the cult for the entire year. Every single person at the school had to go see it. We all went together. Sometimes we all went individually. Uh, we went with our families. It was just like the um, the big cult. It was the Jaws. It was Australia's Jaws. And in fact, the nickname for this movie is Jaws of the Trotters. And uh, we all went and saw it um, multiple times, and it was just a huge hit. So, uh, as I said, when you said, uh, is there any Australian movies with animal attacks? I'm like, phrase back. And that was the end of my thought process. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, that totally makes sense. Tim, have you ever seen this movie before? Nope. This is the first time I saw it. I don't even think I've heard about this movie until David suggested it. So I had heard even of it. play over here? Barely. Barely. Um, so... Yeah, a little bit of the, the trivia behind it is, I mean, of course, you've got, you know, some of the people that were involved in Mad Max 2 were involved in the development and in, in the filming of this movie, of course. 
but it, it didn't really do a ton of, of uh, numbers over here in America. I don't, I don't know. I think it might have been maybe just a direct-to-video release that came out here to just stock some shelves, but not, not, it didn't really hit the Yeah, theaters. this looks like something that would have been uh, direct-to-video in America. Oh, you know what? No, looking at Internet Movie Database, which is never wrong, it says it's opening weekend in the USA, <laughs> it did uh, $89,000. So hmm. I, I guess apparently it showed at some fucking theater here in America. Who knows? 89000 had to show in a couple of movie theaters to get that kind of number. Mm -hmm. right? I mean, especially because the budget on this film was $5.5 million reduce. So Holy shit. That's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, I know a lot of people, you know, shit on dollar reduce as a currency because yes it does have a kangaroo picture uh, on them but to be fair that kangaroo was president at the time so it's makes sense and our vice president the emu he was on the back so <laughs> oh god so this fucking movie uh, the background on it i mean D does it need a background? Uh, really? <laughs> it's a it's a big, angry fucking uh, hog that's just killing everybody, right? It's a movie that everybody in Australia took their kids to go see. Apparently, yeah. let me just uh, let me just set the scene for you guys. You're in the desert. There's nothing mm. for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, thousands of kilometers in any direction apart from the occasional house and occasional fence and maybe a road. Mm -hmm. uh, you seem to have quite a lot of people in this very, very, very small town. Uh, we have hunters going around collecting, you know, kangaroos and stuff for this pet food company. And yet nobody, not one of these people, has seen a pig the size of a Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> Uh, that's that's the he's premise a smart of this film. Pig. He's got camouflage. He's, oh, see, I was you know, a little he bit. He knows if he gets seen, he's going to be the big game in town, right? See, I was a little bit confused because when when this this film opens up, we we start on what I assume had to be like a mansion in Australia, um, <laughs> where where our buddy uh, Jake, played by Bill Kerr, by the way. Australian uh, hero, Bill Kerr. Uh, yeah, I went over his uh, credits. I don't know a lot of his stuff because, uh, again, Australia. But apparently uh, he was in some Peter Pan movie in 2003. And uh, the Pirate movie in 1982 was another one of his big ones. Yeah, so. he was in the uh, Dam Busters, which is a huge, huge film from England. I don't know if he got it in America, but certainly in England and Australia, it's massive. Uh, he was in one of Australia's best movies ever, Gallipoli. Um, yeah, yeah, saw that. And he was also in The Year Living Dangerously, uh, which is... Wow. Yeah, he was also in six episodes of Doctor Who, so... Yeah, I didn't know about that one. I'm going to have to look that one up. For all you nerds out there, he played Giles Kent in, uh, I think it was 68... I'm sure all those nerds out there who know who Doctor Who is already knew who he played on Doctor yeah. Who. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't worry about it. They'll tell you. Believe me. They'll fucking tell you. Oh, you're going to get emails. Yeah. No, I probably will. The, the, there's no... Emus? Don't send us any emus about Doctor Who. No. <laughs> there's no worse fan base than the Doctor Who fan base, except for maybe the Star Wars fan base. So... Uh, yeah, and now, you know what? Now Marvel's getting there, too. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. They're getting pretty bad. So Bill Kerr, he plays our hero, Jake, who's a really uh, kind of an older man. And he's uh, you know, just kind of putting his grandkid to bed. And he hears a growling and a monster circling around his house. And just then, 
Jake gets bum rushed by a boar that just blows through his fucking hat. Like, th- this is insanity. The size it's of this cartoon. There's a cutout of a boar going through all the walls in this fucking house. It is a cartoon, and I love it. Oh my god! So then he he gets up right, and he goes to. He's like, oh shit! I got. I guess I better go look for my fucking my grandkid. Goes into the room, and oh shit. He's missing, and and we we uh, he stumbles out of his burning house, and just then it frames into the title card, Razorback, and I'm like, you know Doesn't what? He scream, a boy ate my baby. Yeah, I have the note about the dingo eating the baby. There's actually a really good "You're Wrong About" podcast episode about that that goes over the whole story of that, which is not a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> What the real story, or that they never actually said? She never actually said that line. Oh, I was just going to say what I love about that is the uh, the ball goes through the house. You see the the hole from one end of the house to the other. The kid's missing, and then it cuts to outside, and the house is on fire. The entire house is like a <laughs> raging inferno. What? Why? What? What, people, what happened in between those two over things? Something that was on fire, right? That's yeah, he, maybe he was uh, cooking something up on the uh, stove, or, or maybe he had like a, an illegal still he was operating. Like, who fucking knows? <laughs> I really just wanted to see a shot of the fucking Razorback running away with the bassinet in its mouth. Or on its fucking horns. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. Yeah, just, it's, it's tusks and then a baby cradled on a bassinet on top of that. But a great start to a movie. Anytime you kill a kid in a movie, I'm always more invested in it. How far are we in? 30 seconds? 30 seconds and there's a dead baby? Oh, yeah. 30 seconds in, there's a dead baby? I mean, yeah, come on. Again. Well, we're not sure it's dead yet. I think there was a possibility <laughs> you know, that they might have kidnapped the baby and it was going to, like, send them a ransom note or something. Yeah, yeah. We could have, like, a uh, a, a real fucking uh, Mowgli situation going on in the outback. And did you notice that for the beginning of the song that all you can hear in the background is a baby screaming? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. I I like that. So now we uh, we cut off to the uh, the capital of Australia, which is Gamilla. <laughs> I don't know why I signed up for this. Four-star hotel, Michelin-rated restaurant? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's whatever the highest rating for a restaurant is. No, but but now now we're on... They have them on trial for murder, right? And the, the prosecutor says, look, this... This guy, his job is that he's a professional kangaroo shooter. And I'm like, all right, hold on. Yep, yep. That's a profession. Absolutely it is. It really? Yeah, 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 absolutely. They have uh, on motorbikes, they have them in helicopters, uh, in backs of trucks. Uh, they just rove around. Uh, they get like a quota from the government uh, that says how many they have to kill in what period of time. Um and they get that's how they end their living. Yeah, that's their job. Okay, we have that in the states with wild boar actually down down south because they're an invasive fucking huge problem. So that's uh, they're just kind of like, look, it's open season, and yeah, you got people in helicopters that are just going around with assault rifles, <laughs> blowing the shit out of a bunch of wild boars. But can you eat them? Maybe you can the boars, but no, not the roos. The um, yeah, we don't have assault rifles here. They have um single bolt action single shot bolt action rifles that they use um no you can't that's the that's one of the issues with this film uh one of the only issues as far as i can tell uh you uh you don't eat them you can't 
the full of parasites and all kinds of bugs. Well, they're making them shit. into pet food, right? So that's even, usually even that, a lot of, no, especially yeah. back then. That's what a lot of fucking pet food companies did. It was like the shittiest shit that they could get that was somehow related to an animal, and they put it in a can. No, even even Australia doesn't do that. No, no, they do absolutely have the pet food, um, and now they have restaurants and stuff where you can eat kangaroo. But everyone I've ever known who's eaten it, it tastes like shit. So it's not common. Um, but no, it's farmed. The, the ones they use for pet food and stuff is all farmed. I bet you a lot of rich American tourists go there and they eat it, right? Because they think it's cool? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's just rip you guys off. It's a good move. Yeah, you can't actually eat those those feral hogs down here in America because uh, they're just eating garbage. So they, again, full of parasites, full of worms and shit. And even if they weren't, like, they taste terrible because shit usually tastes like what it's eating. And they're they're eating trash, so. Ah. <sighs> So, we're off at the trial. The prosecutor says, look, this guy's a professional kangaroo shooter, so that's his job, shooting kangaroos. We see that they've gathered some of the most dignified Australians for the trial. <laughs> We've got mullet guy, a guy picking his nose, and uh, a lot of people that laugh like morons. Uh, one of the, don't forget Toothless Guy. There was toothless oh, yeah, forgot Toothless Guy. Sorry, I, I Which shouldn't. Which one? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> He's the mayor. So then... I, th- th- oh my God! They're like, you, yeah, you're a professional shooter. You, you were supposed, to, your job is to shoot things. You, you think you could have shot this? And he's like, look, man, there's no way I could have shot this fucking thing. It was massive. And and by the way, I didn't have my gun on me. So now we bring in the child's mother to testify. Oh wait, you skipped over this. Some other witness that they call, and I found this really incredible. The witness sits three feet away from Jake. As he's giving his testimony, they're like, they're in the same fucking shot. They're like, they had to be as close as two or three feet away from each other. And I've never seen that in a courtroom before where the witness is so close to the defendant or whoever they're putting on trial. Yeah, just for the people at home, this is like a small regional court. They would have taken the local primary school. They would have taken the local schoolhouse and just thrown it through desks in there and they had the chaos and it's not like a proper courtroom or anything. Yeah, you might might actually say it's a kangaroo court. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that was killing I'm so mad at myself for not thinking of that. Holy shit. It's okay, Tim. Yeah, the the mother of the kid, you know, is testifying and she says, Look, I don't I don't believe it. Like, I don't know, the kid's missing and was with you. We haven't seen this giant boar you're talking about, so whatever. But it's cool because regardless, there's not enough evidence to charge him with the murder, so he goes free. And uh that's that's the end of the intro for it. Cool. I guess because there's no body? Because, I mean, everybody knows that he was the last one with the kid, and the house is on fire, and he's coming up with some crazy-ass fucking story. Yeah, basically, because, I mean, there's no body, there's no evidence, there's, I mean, how are you going to to prove that anything went down? I mean, that maybe maybe no murder took place. Maybe the kid just, you know, uh, went on a walkabout. Who knows? Uh, How old do you have to be to go on a walkabout? Uh, That's when you're, like... 16 Gotta or be something. able to at least not crawl, right? Because he looks like a toddler. He could, he, he, the grandfather had to carry him into the thing, so he can't be going on a walkabout, so that story's blown to hell. Yeah, 16? That makes sense. So, two years later, and we're into New York, and I'm like, oh God, I can finally breathe again. <laughs> There's like, you know, civilization. 
Back I thought reality. this movie was going to take place in New York. Like, somehow or another, that fucking Razorback was going to get on a fucking boat and get to New York and just, like, fucking rip. I was like, I want to see what Australian movie directors think New York City was like in 1984. But we don't get to stay here too long. No, I'll just watch Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. We do get to see oh, a little boy. bit of New York, though, Tim, because it's just a couple of people uh, yelling at a taxi. That's New York. Hey! And then we cut up to a, uh, a high-rise apartment with our hero, played by Gregory Harrison. Now, Tim, we were talking about how the star power in this film. Mm-hmm. Gregory Harrison playing Carl Winters. Every time I heard that name, I kept thinking, Carl Weathers. I was like, no, it's not him. No, no. This guy, little bit of a career here, 115 acting credits. He was on a gigantic fucking TV show. He was on uh, Trapper John MD. Yeah, that's where on your. He was from. the. Hunk. Yeah. I think he might have been like the first hunk doctor on TV since James Brolin on Marcus Welby MD. Mm-hmm. And on Falcon Crest, which oh. uh, that was, uh, I think, some shitty soap opera from 1989. Falcon's Crest uh, came after Dallas. And then came after Dynasty, so Falcon Crest was the third one. Maybe even after Knott's Landing, that's how bad it was. And apparently he's still acting, Tim, you'll be glad to know, in General Hospital. Wow, comes full circle. Yeah, we, um, MASH was absolutely huge here. And then after that, of course, Trapper John MD is somehow some kind of spin-off from MASH. That was a big uh, show yeah, it's here. A, like, it, they took... Trapper John from MASH, and then made him all serious and 55 years old. And a different person, yeah, which was very confusing to me at the time. But yeah, I remember him from that, and then years later, when I got really into science fiction, I started watching Logan's Run. There was a TV show, and he was Logan in that. That's the only thing I've ever seen him in, ever. He does a lot of running in it, Um, so... (laughs) So yeah, uh, he's talking to his lady friend, now, this confused me. Go on. We'll call her dead meat. It's, it's uh, Beth Winters, who is played by... G.D. Morris. Yes, yes. But we're not 100% sure yet that that's his wife. Because at one point, I have written out, I was like, wait, that's his wife? I thought it was his girlfriend or the fiancé. It doesn't matter. She's dead. No, he says wife because he's... Oh, later on you find out. He's definitely, she's definitely his wife. Later on you find out. Ironically enough, Judy Morris, who, who played the, uh, the wife and uh, meets a bad end, we'll say, uh, wrote Babe Pig in the City. <laughs> so, Tim, well, she doesn't hold a grudge. That's nice to know. <laughs> so, Tim, you were wanting to know about the, uh, the, the, the hog in the city movie. Maybe you should tune into Babe Pig in the City. Are we doing that next week? No, we're not. Special Next bonus week. episode. That'll blow everybody's mind if we did that fucking movie, right? That, that probably would blow people's mind, but no, we're not going to be doing that. We're, we're moving over to May B, that's a month full of B movies. So, hmm, What a great Ooh. idea that is. Yeah. Look, I'll give you the uh, tip, though. This was really confusing because they start the scene, and she's talking about being a television producer or whatever, and there's things she wants to do with the animals. And then she said, oh, well, going to go to Australia, and then I get really confused, because Judy Morris is an Australian actress. She was very well-known in Australia. She'd been in tons of stuff. Uh, and she was playing an American coming to visit Australia, and I was just blowing my mind, going, what's going on? Is she Australian? Is she not Australian? Is she American? She seems American. I, it was very confusing. You could, you could have fooled me she wasn't American with that accent. 
That was an interesting casting, but I mean, she does a good job and it's, I mean, we, we call her dead meat, but realistically for the next 20 minutes, like this is her story. She holds the movie. This is like a fucking uh, psycho thing, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Except it's Australian. There's no showers there. So psycho could never have happened. <laughs> well, Tim, there is a shower scene, sir. Yeah, there is a shower scene. Thank you. This, the showers are outside underneath fucking water towers where just anybody can walk yeah, no, up. No, there is a shower scene, cool. Tim, and it's a, it's a pretty good scene. Yeah, like you said, so she's apparently some sort of an animal rights activist who uh, goes and interviews people and shits on them for being super-duper mean to animals. She's like, it's supposed to be like maybe an investigative reporter, right? And that's her, that's her hook. She's somewhere between uh, Chris Hansen and John Quinones. And so she wants to go over to Australia to cover kangaroo slaughter. Her husband boy is wearing this great apron as he's trying to prepare food. With his tie on. And that really bugs me for some reason. If you're going to be cooking food and you're going to put an apron on. Okay, I don't you know, he's not going to get undressed or anything like that. It's just, you know, take it. But you usually take your fucking tie off, right? While you're cooking food and you have an apron on. Otherwise, you might accidentally dip it into the soup. I know we all know the problem of dipping your tie into soup. It's uh, it's it's a tragedy. Not the worst thing somebody could dip in your soup, but still not good. It's true. But he's wearing this apron that looks like a bondage outfit, where you can see like his hairy chest, and it's it's pretty good. So he gets all flustered, and he burns himself. She comes in, rubs some ice on it, and then he's like, "Well, I'm going to give you a surprise, uh, lady friend. Here's some ice of your own." Take a look at this ring that's not going to come up again later, maybe. <laughs> Chekhov's ring. Plus also, it's a gigantic fucking apartment, right? Yeah. And it's the tiniest fucking kitchen I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like the size of a closet. The two of them barely fucking... When he picks up the pot of spaghetti or whatever and he burns his hand, she comes running in. He like has to squeeze over a little bit for her to get past him to get a fucking Band-Aid or get the ice or something. And I was like... Who the fuck has that kind of a kitchen in that big-ass apartment? Well, Tim, it's New York, you know? I mean, you don't get a lot of space. No, if you have that... If that's the living room that you have, <laughs> you have a decent size... You can have a kitchen where you can fit at least two fucking people in it at the same time. We cut back to Australia, and we're back in uh, Gamala, I guess, which means gut or stomach. Intestines. Intestines, yep. And she's doing a uh, report on kangaroos and wallabies being slaughtered for uh, dog excreture, which I guess means dog food. And I'm, li I'm listening to that, and I was like, it took me half a second to get what she's talking about. Who the fuck is going to understand this when they're watching this on Dateline NBC <laughs> on Friday night? Us Americans are stupid. You say dog food. Yeah. I just wanted to quickly call out, if you haven't already got it, the uh, guy who plays her cameraman is uh, John Howard, and he's a dead set Aussie legend. Uh, he's been in a couple of movies, uh, huge movies like The Club, which was big in Australia, you probably didn't see anywhere else. Uh, he was in Young Einstein, uh, which I believe you guys are big fans of. Is that the one with uh, Yahoo Serious? Yep, yep. Yeah, Yahoo that's Serious. One, yeah. That's uh, that is Australia's Tom Cruise. <sighs> <laughs> I remember watching that movie and kind of enjoying it when I saw it. So yeah, I wouldn't admit I wouldn't admit that out loud if I were you. <laughs> it was a long time ago. I'm sure I was young and very high. He's also in Mad Max Fury Road, by the he way. Is, he is, yeah, yeah. Him. He yep, is. The people but eater. What he's uh, known most for is he always plays the dad. 
And he's been in a whole bunch of TV shows. Uh, Always Greener, All Saints, Pack to the Rafters, Lee Change. He's like Aussie. He's always the, like, the very Aussie dad in, in all these shows. And he's on thousands of episodes, hundreds and hundreds of episodes of TV in basically the same role, just across different shows. But he's uh, very well known. Hell of an actor, I guess, and he's good in this. You know, I, I do like yeah, the, the cameraman. Everybody is good in this movie. I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, David. I'm very surprised that you didn't torture us with the fucking movie, <laughs> based on your track record. And the other day, when Eddie got finished watching the movie, he sent me. This, I just got finished watching. It. I'm like, oh my fucking god, it's going to be really fucking bad. But I really enjoy this movie. Everybody in this movie is really good, but there's mm-hmm. one person who stands out the most for me. Yeah, well, that's Dicko, apparently. So she's going to say his dick stands out. <laughs> David, can I ask you a question, please? Just because it's, it's been scratching the back of my fucking brain all week. If you have to. Have you ever known a person named Dicko? Uh, no, no, no. Is that no, a I name haven't. or is that a nickname, right? That's like, <laughs> like if my name is Richard in Australia. And some people are going to call me Dick, which I still don't understand how you get Dick from Richard. But would then somebody tag it with Dicko? That's entirely possible. Yeah, that's very Australian. But no one, no one would ever call anyone Richard Dick in Australia. We all have better common sense than that. <laughs> well, no shit. I never got the Richard Dick fucking. Th- that's so weird. Uh, if if I was born with the name Richard, which I, you you're not born with the name, but it's given to you. I would not tell people in any circumstances to call me Dick. Maybe, you know, 40, 50, 60 years ago, it was a different thing. And not everybody's going around with, hey, you dick, or this dick, that dick, whatever. But to just knowingly just tell people, yeah, call me Dick. So, you know, you can have a little bit of a laugh on every time you say my name. <laughs> I'll just, you know, call everybody Dick. Why not? So Yeah, but in Australia, we've got um, you know, Jono, Davo, you know, Everyone, yeah, sticking the yelling into something is very common, yeah. Okay, all right, so, kind of makes sense. You don't know any personal, but it could be. Yeah, it's like in England, how they add er to everything. Yeah, exactly. She goes down to do a report. We get the feeling they're not really uh, welcome in this town too much. They uh, head to the inn, which is also the bar, which is also, I guess, I think that's probably where the courthouse was. I think that's also the post office. That's where you go to get married. (laughs) That's where you go to get divorced. That's where you go to find a prostitute, get married again. Sometimes it's the prostitute that you marry and then divorce. Yep, yep. Sometimes the prostitute marries you and then another prostitute divorces you from the prostitute. So, no, this this is like some crazy shithole. Like, you know what it reminded me of was the movie Gummo. If you've ever seen that, this fucking town and these fucking people. So, yeah, we get the feeling they're not really welcome in the town. They head in, ask for a couple of rooms, and uh, immediately, like idiots... They walk in, they grab a couple of beers, and they're like, hey, uh, we're here to interview some kangaroo shooters. Does anybody want to interview with us so we can talk Wreck to you? scratch. Yeah. Nobody's into it. They all stop, and then they all just start fucking laughing at them. <laughs> like, you fucking idiots. Yeah, that wouldn't go down well. No. I don't think that goes down. I don't think that goes down anywhere, right? If you go to any bar in a specific part of the country or the world, and you're an outsider, and you're like, hey, uh, everybody who goes to this bar are coal miners. I'm here to write an article about how coal mining sucks. Anybody wants to talk to me? <laughs> Just not going to go over. Well. You got to have a little bit more panache. Yeah, a little something. I mean, a little, a little subtlety. Go have a few drinks. Get to know people. You know, don't 
Like David Tell in Insomniac. He was really good at doing that, right? Not, not here. Not these people. You'd also think that you'd do some forward planning, okay? So they're in this town that doesn't exist in the middle of nowhere, thousands of miles from anything, and they turn up at the one and only place in town and say, do you have a couple of rooms? I mean, what if they don't? <laughs> You've got no alternatives. What, are you sleeping in your uh, car? You know, well, call ahead. I think you just answered your question, David. It's in a town in the middle of nowhere. How are they booked? If they have <laughs> rooms, they have <laughs> rooms. All the people that are there, I'm sure none of them are there on vacation. They all live there. I guess so. Right. They said they get a tourist maybe every two months, and plus they don't have any phones here, apparently, so how are you going to call them? Yeah, that's offensive as well. We have phones. <laughs> well, at least they give you, like, a fucking radio, so, you know, you weren't sending up fucking smoke signals or anything. In 1984, they had a radio in this town, so that's good. <laughs> oh, well. I like how later on, the operator doesn't know what New York is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So... The radio the... telephone is actually a thing in the country. Like, a lot of kids in the country would do what's called school of the air. Well, they'll actually jump on a radio, and that's how they do all their schooling. And then, um, yeah, it's the same for the... So, wait, that's Australians' remote learning? Yeah. Well, it was then. Now I'm sure they have the internet, but but back in the day, yeah, school of the air, you'd you'd jump on this big, massive radio thing and tune it in, and you'd have your headphones on, and you'd talk to your teacher, and it was basically like Zoom, except no video back in the day. That's, that's actually really cool. Yeah. Hmm. It's an interesting way to do it, man. Out here, we just, um, the parents then would, would homeschool their, their children with the Bible. And then you wonder <laughs> why we would have so many um, mass shooters. So Yeah, when they get out in that real world and they realize that, hey, shit, there's people out here. Well, I better shoot them. So our duo, apparently not like, you know, getting a lot of love in, inside of the bar. They take their beers outside and they're like, just drinking their beers outside next to their van or, or whatever. And who pulls up but, well, Jake. And they, they stop Jake and they say, hey, you know, it looks like you, you might be a, a kangaroo hunter. How do you feel about hunting kangaroos? Don't you know that they're going to be going extinct soon? And he says, well, I, first of all, hmm. that, that sounds laughable to me. I mean, if you are paying people to hunt them. Yeah, I mean, you must have an abundance of them, right? Yeah, there's no issue with that whatsoever. Yeah. There are fucking billions of them. It's not an issue. Yeah. So he just kind of laughs at him. He's like, look, I don't, I don't know about that. I, I actually just hunt razorbacks. And they're like, well, why do you hunt razorbacks? He says, well, it brightens up my whole day. <laughs> and then, then, then we cut to the, the town taxi, which is a guy riding by on a camel with a boombox. I have that written down. <laughs> a fucking camel? For real? There's a camel in this fucking movie? Oh, dude, we have thousands and thousands and thousands of camels. So way back in the 1930s or something like that, uh, someone imported some camels from the Middle East to see what it would be like to use them in the in the bush, you know, in the desert to get from one place to another when there were no roads and things like that. Uh, anyway, it worked out fine, but then they started breeding and then we had more camels and more camels and more camels. And now we actually export camels to the Middle I East. I say, don't tell me you have professional camel killers. Um, I assume we probably do, but, but no, we actually <laughs> export them to the Middle East. When oh, the Middle wow. East want more camels, they buy them from us. That's crazy. It's like everything just, just fucks all the time over in Australia. <laughs> 
It's like all you guys got going on over there, man. Yeah, you got nothing else to do, and then you come home, you're excited because some animals tried to kill you 18 times and you made it home, so guess mm, what? It's that's time to true. Bang. That is very true, man. If you're surviving over there, you're reproducing. I mean... Survival of the fittest, right? Hopped up on fosters and ready to go, man. So, so, oh, we actually we, see fosters in this No movie, one drinks right? fosters. No, no, we no. Somebody in this movie's David, drinking Fosters. Somebody's drinking Fosters, David. That's a product placement. No, no. <laughs> By who? By the Americans? Come on. I I'm just saying, I've never seen it. <laughs> that is true. I've talked to you about this before. I had to show you what a can of Fosters looked like, and you're like, what? Oh, I yeah. It's like the same thing. Like, if you go to certain countries, like, uh, you can't buy Becks in Germany. You don't get uh, Heineken anywhere. It's just America. So should we have Heineken? But Budweiser, we... Uh, people no, actually do that. drink here. Mm-hmm. So, Budweiser America, yeah, that's that's true. You know, the only thing worse is Michelob Light. No, yep, yep. You you want to go with Miller High Life? That's the champagne of beers. I mean, if you're gonna drink one, <laughs> that's true, right? You might as well drink the champagne of one. Mm-hmm. Where Coors Banquet might be the grind bin beer of choice. I think we're a Miller High Life podcast. So, we should start a holy war. Start a holy war, okay? Yeah, was, fuck those grinding freaks with their cause banquet. We're a Miller High Life company, and that's it. There you go. Yeah, fuck them, by the way. <laughs> like East Coast versus West Coast podcast beef. But we're both on the West Coast, though. Tim. Well, not you, though. So I guess no, we can claim it. East Coast because of you. That's right. I'm the I'm the uh, the foot in the door over here. That's true. They mowing these true. New York City podcasters down like motherfuckers. So yeah, they pull their beers out and uh, they're talking to the old man about hunting Razorbacks. The guy on the camel with the boombox goes by and she's like, I'm going to go uh, try to make a phone call to New York. And Tim, this is to your point about them not knowing what New York is, I guess. Which Look, I insanity. don't want to sound elitist, but for real, is there any place in the world that doesn't know New York? Yeah. I believe it's not like even like saying maybe California, maybe, but New York, Jesus Christ, that's like if somebody said to me Sydney, I would be like, okay, I can hear the Australian accent, I can put two and two together, I can figure out what what this person's talking about. Yeah, and here's where we get introduced to our brothers, because uh, while she's on the phone, they decide they're while they're playing darts, they're gonna maybe toss a couple her way. So this is uh, Benny Baker and Dicko Baker. And, uh, well, Tim, what do, you, what do you think about the Baker Boys, the fabulous Baker Boys? <laughs> well, I don't know if they're fabulous, but uh, as soon as I saw Dicko, I written, <laughs> this is Australian Bo, uh, Bo Hopkins. Oh, yeah. True, true. But this guy, this actor, I don't know, David, you have to tell me if he's done anything else, because he just fucking takes this movie for a walk, and... He's not the most pleasant character in the movie, but he's always fun to watch when he, whenever you see him on the screen, except for maybe one part. Yeah, yeah well, apart from that one part. Look, he's not a, a huge star, but he's certainly done the rounds. I mean, basically any of these Australian movies that I've recommended, you know, any of them at all, the, if you have a kind of speaking part, then you've done the second. You've you've done the country practice. You've done, you know, cop shop. You've done all those uh, mm-hmm. Aussie shows that went for a long time, where they need various character actors every week. So all of these people then to connect. Every person in every movie, um, 
across all of these shows. They all interconnect from having done the same shows. But but yeah, he he did quite a bit of character roles on TVs, but he was never a star or anything like that. No, he was well, a star. Well, he certainly has a look, I, so he might be I beg to yet. differ, good sir. He was the star of the 1983 film BMX Bandits. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, he played Whitey. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. Is that so the one Nicole want... Kidman? I stand corrected. If you haven't gotten enough dicko, uh, you can go ahead and tune into fucking BMX Bandits, where he plays Whitey. Yeah, the David, the, the David, the actor's name is David Argue, A R G U E. So, yeah, no, Dicko's pretty good. Uh, his brother Benny, um, another rough one, another rough customer. We'll, we'll get to their uh, their lifestyle a little bit later. So yeah, he uh, chucks a couple of darts right at the board next to her head. But she she actually kind of I, I like her move. She doesn't miss a beat. She she hangs up the phone, quote unquote. Uh-huh. Grabs the darts, walks over, and drops the darts in his beer. And uh, he gets everybody like everybody laughs and laughs and laughs at Dickio. Yeah, everybody laughs at Benny and Dicko, and they don't they don't feel good about it. So he has a little fit and dumps his beer out. <laughs> Well, you're not going to drink it after there's been fucking darts put in it, right? I mean, you could, right? That's that's the next level up of power move here. But how's no, forces taste with rust in it? Tim, when we get to where these people live and what they're eating, <laughs> yeah, I don't these... think they're worried about rust or what they're breathing in or anything else. Yeah, these darts are the least of their fucking worries, Tim. So anyhow, she's like, all right, I'm going to go out on a drive to do a little investigating on my own. Um, Cameraman's like, yeah, that's cool. I'm going to just chill here and uh, get drunk. And somebody feeds one of the camel a Coke can. (laughs) which I'm like, this is probably not a good idea. I was going to say, wait, can fucking camels eat Coca-Cola cans? (laughs) I don't think so. Yeah, David, you're going to be the expert on this one. We have to... <laughs> yeah, I'm the expert on cannibal. All uh, things Australian. You picked the movie, to... so any questions we have, you should be able to answer them, right? I think, in fact, that the uh, camel is trying to consume the contents of the can and will subsequently oh, okay. spit the can out. Yeah, yeah he uh... wants the sugar. He doesn't want... So he's just going to, like, drink it. He's going to, like, squeeze all the Coca-Cola out of it and then just spit it out the tin can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my expectation. deposit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like to imagine... This Campbell's just eating the can, though. So, yeah, she goes I out. Just still, it's for me. It's hilarious to see a fucking camel walking around in a fucking Australian movie like that. Just sticking his head in the window of a bar. Yeah, like I love it. Like he's like he's a regular, right? Nobody's like saying to get that fucking camel out of here or anything. Or, oh shit, look at the camel drinking the fucking Coca Cola can. Look, to be honest, anything that doesn't make sense about that scene is that in reality it would be beer. Yeah, no, exactly. I was just about to say, 100% hold they have on, gotten the camel on. drunk. He's a designated camel. He can't drink. <laughs> he's gotta yeah. get. He's the fucking taxi of the town, man. He can't be fucking yeah. drunk on the job. Plus, yeah, he's the, got the beer on the fucking back hump. Yeah, the camel knows where everybody lives, so he's the designated <laughs> driver. Oh, God, Tim. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It all adds up, buddy. So she goes out, drives around, and she's doing a little bit of filming. You know, she's trying to do a little bit of investigative work. And, yeah, uh, she's maybe... doing that, like, uh, really sneaking around. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to see her with that 85-pound fucking <laughs> camera on her shoulder. 
this fucking camera that she's got is bigger than God. And she's, she's filming around. Maybe she sees the boar. Maybe she doesn't. I mean, you get a little flash of it kind of off in the distance. And we're really, we're teasing it, right? It's like Jaws. You don't, you don't get to see the full monster just yet. No. Well, that's actually part of the uh, things for this movie is that they spent $250,000 on this um, model robot, whatever you want to call it. And then um, barely used it because it looked like crap. It was literally a Jaws, a Jaws moment. You know, yeah. uh, it's a shark from Jaws. Makes sense. Bruce, Bruce the shark from Jaws. It was the exact same thing. They spent a goddamn fortune on it and then couldn't use it because it was terrible. Yeah, but it makes actually sense. made the movie better. So, and it made it, and it might have made this movie better too if you don't see the less you see of it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, and and to be fair, the brothers are probably better villains than the fucking the hog. But we'll we'll get to that. <laughs> So, just then, while she's filming, a truck rolls by, and Jesus Christ, this truck, it's their slaughter truck that's got a bunch of dead kangaroos hanging up on it, and, uh, you know, shouts out to them for doing some good practical effects, because it looks gross. So, so she, it's uh... It's probably real kangaroos. kangaroos. Yeah, I'm sure it is. It was cheaper to buy dead kangaroos than to make them. Especially after they wasted all that fucking money on the Razorback and it didn't come out great. Yeah. I mean, they only had a budget. Just on the side of the road. Yeah, they only had a budget of five and a half million dollar dues. So what what are you going to do? So and she is follows... this the truck that looks like it's out of Mad Max? Or is that the one that comes that, up? Tim, that's exactly the note that I that I have on this one, buddy. I'm surprised the brothers don't spray their fucking mouths with the the silver paint. But uh, like, do all trucks in Australia have to look like they're Mad Max ready? <laughs> Every fucking vehicle in this thing is questionable, Tim. When her husband gets here, she borrows a guy's car that's got fucking chicken wire on it instead of a windshield. Like, yeah. Any. Now any listen app. to me, you guys. I will defend my country to the death but that's well with cars like that you can certainly defend it very well nobody's attacking well, that actually... country everybody's like... got an armored fucking car no, everybody's like once you get out of the um once you get out of the city and you start getting to the regional kind of places in the desert and things like that that's that, that's like a top class car that's really done up <laughs> you know the, but David, i have seen one of these cars has a fucking train track <laughs> yeah that's perfectly reasonable I once, um, I once went to, went to this small country That's town. That's mowing through the roots. Mm. Yeah. I once went to this uh, small country town, and this guy was driving around in literally a chassis. It was literally the chassis and four wheels and a steering wheel and a handbrake, and that was it. Like There was no sides, no roof, no nothing. And no one stopped him. No one cared. It's fine. You, you do you. Yep. Like I said, man, Tim, when I was in Florida, and this was in, like, Tampa. This was in a, a city area, of, but it's Florida, which is like, forget it. Um, there, there was a guy who did not have a driver's side door on his car, and he had extended one of those like folding um, baby gates out and was using that in place of a door. <laughs> just on the freeway, just zoom. I'm like, all right, well, that's you do you, buddy. Well, at least the baby wasn't going to get out over, but the, sometimes a puppy can jump right over that fence and right onto the highway. Gotta be That's happy. true. I, it was a baby that was driving, Tim, so it does make sense. Uh, you want to keep the, the puppy baby was riding there. shotgun. Yeah, yeah, the puppy was riding shotgun. Uh, so we cut to 
They're uh, the Australian meat processing plant, the pet pack, where the truck with all the carcasses shows up, and our hero, uh, what was her fucking name, Beth? I don't know. She's going to be dead pretty soon anyway, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, hey, th- come on. She's made it this far into the movie, right? Who's expecting True. it to happen? True. So Beth shows can up. I just, just before you go on, can I just say, she was going on earlier about you know 800,000 kangaroos and wallabies being murdered and, and how the pet food from this company goes to, you know, put shit on the sidewalks of New York and Tokyo and London and whatever it was. I mean, look at that mm. facility. It's a it's a shed in the middle of nowhere. Uh, yeah, the two yeah, it's guys run by working. the two brothers who have four other fucking side gigs. It seems right. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know how much it's... pet food this place is producing, but it's it's not a lot, and it's not going very far. No, I don't know. I think David, these two guys, they should be fucking sitting on a fucking ton of dollar dues, right? Between this and the fucking <laughs> opal mines. Well, yeah, the opal yeah. mines is really where they're making all of their money. But you know what, though? Like, as much money as they put into their house, I get why they're not, like, rolling in the dough, because... True. God easy damn. come, easy go. They're just yeah. spending it as quickly as they can, building that house They just keep reinvesting up. it into their property. Oh, and you're God. talking about the truck that they're driving earlier. That looks like something up in Mad Max. Obviously, they've mm-hmm. done it up, but, but that truck is a Mercedes Unimog. I used to drive one in the army. It's a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar vehicle. I'm Damn. quite sure these guys do not have two hundred and fifty grand to spend on that truck. Dude, they own the fucking pet food factory that's selling this pet food all over the world. The cheapest yeah. fucking people are bringing them dead kangaroos because they don't yeah. want them anymore. Dude, Tim used to sling this pet food back in the day in New York. Uh, actually, I remember selling raw kangaroo meat. <laughs> yes and raw did. emo raw chicken uh and uh Old raw eggs. beef that yeah. was a big thing right uh long time ago everybody's finally getting their dogs and cats on their raw food diet yeah so we see all these carcasses hung up on the truck and uh the australian meat processing plant for the fucking dog food or whatever the hell it is that they're making here she comes out with her camera and she uh, she starts trying to like do her weird investigative reporting thing, and she peeks it into the window to record them. And so one of the brothers just like pops over there, grabs her camera, and I can barely understand what these guys are saying half the time. Okay, I had the subtitles turned on. I won't lie. Okay, uh, my I I my subtitles were not working. That or maybe I don't know. Maybe the Plex server just gave up. Maybe I don't have enough processing <laughs> power. It broke the Plex server. Yeah, that could be it. But they basically tell her to piss off. You know, she needs to get the fuck out of here. They break the, uh, they pull the lens off of her, her camera. And she, she, she runs off. She goes and gets in her car and, and drives away. I'm like, dude, there's only one place in this town. They know where you're going. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do? Well, I so, guess you you definitely want to be around more people than just being stuck stuck there with those two fucking guys. True. Very true. But they know where you're going to sleep, Tim. Like, it's over at this point, buddy. You just need to drive to the next whatever town like this is here. Pick a direction, I guess. The lens uh, is a bloody expensive. You'd want to get it back. Yeah, that's, no, that's true. I mean... 
Uh, that's she, just, but she does uh, well, she says up, she has insurance, she? right? So that's just price of doing business there. Yeah. Yeah, well, they did say something about some other town they went to, all the equipment got smashed, so they, obviously they have a budget for that. Where they're going to buy equipment from in the middle of the nowhere, I don't know, but anyway. Yeah. So, she drives away, and you can barely see out of her windshield. It's completely caked with filth. And then Looks like somebody this... fucking wrote something on the window, too, in the dust. Yeah, yeah. Somebody yeah, they probably did. <laughs> drew a picture of a dick on it. And then, <laughs> this is when... Now. Wash me yeah, so then, Tim, this is the, the moment that I have the note that, yeah, I guess the uh, Mad Max Fury Road war rig pulls up beside her. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the war boys, but they have the It doesn't pull up beside her. It. it fucking hops off the fucking side of the dirt road right yes. onto the highway, right in front of her. Oh, this thing does some really good fucking uh, Viva Knievel-style jumps, man. And it just sideswipes her ass, runs her off the road. Oh... And, well, here's the I spit on your grave scene, because uh, they drag her ass out of her wrecked car, and we we get the attempted rape, of course. Right. Oh, no, no, yes. no, no. He asks her, do you want to make love? He says it oh. three times. <laughs> That's true. He does ask her. Um, he does ask he... her twice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Which he, gives, he... thank God he asked her twice, because it gives time for uh, the hero to show up. And save the day. No. Well, no, you're, kind of, well she leaves the guy in his fucking nutsack, first of all. And he is not fucking thrilled with that. He gets up. He's pissed off. And here's where we see the light reflecting in his eyes. And it looks like the end of the thriller video for a second. Yeah, what the fuck? I have written up. What the fuck is up with his eyes? Well, doesn't he have a... Tim, you wouldn't be able to notice this. I think he might have a glass eye. Both of them? Both I, of those eyes are fucking lit up like when you see a fucking cat at night and you hit, when you hit them with the flashlight. I know. David as far as is, I know, people's eyes don't do that. Is there something going on with Australians we need to figure out with their eyes? Because, I don't know, maybe no, too much. Gonna, no, that's, uh, that's not how our eyes, our eyes work. Our eyes are the same as everybody else's I eyes. Know. Of course that's <laughs> what he's going to say. Yeah, yeah. Too much it's not like Blade Runner or something, but they use yeah. the same effect as they did in Blade Runner. But um, yeah, he I looks just like a fucking to... Android or something like that. Yeah, it could be a replicant. Yeah, yeah, that's some sort of thing. Yeah, look, I just wanted to um talk a little bit about this kind of movies. I watched a whole bunch for this. I watched The Bears. I watched The Meg. I watched Piranha Two. I watched you know can't even remember all the movies I watched for, for Grizzly Animal Attack Month, and I just wanted to talk about this thing with these eyes and with this uh, pig and all these animals that like focus on one person and seem to be able to fo- follow them around, you know, like Jaws, he only ever goes after the one guy, etc, etc. I mean, do you think, do these movies have like an implied sort of a, a cult kind of thing behind them? I mean, are they trying to imply that this guy is like evil and and that the boar has some kind of, you know, the Razorback has some kind of, you know, a cult? I don't know what the word is, you know, focus on this one guy. I don't know if I got guy, that, but it definitely, it, 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 it took me out of the movie to the, because I actually rewound it like three times, because I'm like, what the fuck is up with the eyes? Because in any other movie, you're right, that's what this would be. That's it. He's like fucking possessed by the devil or something like yeah. that, because human eyes just don't fucking do that. 
And later on in the movie, there's a fucking spotlight right on his face, and his eyes don't do it again then. I think kind of what it's supposed to be is, you might be, I don't know if it's like an occult thing across all the movies, but I think what they're trying to imply there is just like what an animal he is, yeah, or how evil he is at that fucking moment right there for his eyes to be able to do that. Yeah, it's like a supernatural thing, because again, That's the what killer. I was thinking for, thank you. Yeah, no worries. Uh, so, because again, the the monster in this is just a feral hog that's really big. So yeah, he's not doing anything wrong. Yeah. Well, and he's just being him, right? In this scene, at the beginning of it, he uh, he does something right. He interrupts the attempted rape. Uh, so yeah, and another Jaws moment thing because we don't see him. We just get like a POV, and then we just see the back of the truck get hit. Yeah, yeah. So the back of their truck, the back of the war rig gets hit, and it kind of rocks and jostles. So uh, which one? Is it Dicko is the one that's trying to rape her? That would make sense. Yes, Benny's inside. He doesn't want Benny, anything to do with it. Right, right. Benny's the moral center of the of their family. <laughs> oh, God. I won't do it, but I'll sit here and wait for you. That's true. I I'll, Look, I, I got you covered. I got the spotlight. I got the gun. You do your thing. I'm not going to participate, though. Yeah, but the other thing too is crazy. Maybe David is onto something in this movie because the Razorback doesn't attack them. He just hits that fucking car once. Like, yeah, get the fuck mm -hmm. out of here. Yep, yep. And then they, uh, they, they do that. They fucking load up, and they're like, "Well, we we gotta go. This is not good." And at the end of the movie, look where the Razorback ends up, right? Uh, yeah, that's true. That is true. So they leave, and the the. Poor, poor Beth. She gets up after almost being raped and gets into her car. She's rattled. She's shaken. This fucking Razorback peels the, the passenger side door off of the car and then I guess just fucking eats her ass. And I'm like, man, this is a he rough He eats day. her feet fucking first, right? Because oh, she's God. kicking at that goddamn thing. And then it looks yeah. literally like he's fucking just like chewing on like a duck. What a rough day, you know? And can I just mention one other thing here that you guys haven't brought up? Yeah. She's pregnant. Yeah. We so don't that find that out yet. That's no, no, no. Be, that's it's a mentioned big reveal earlier. later on. It is mentioned earlier that she's six months pregnant, and that's why she's nervous about traveling. Oh, is it? Oh, oh shit. I guess I So, so far, we've um, started off with murdering I was too busy baby. looking at uh, Dr. Hunk. Yeah. <laughs> so start, we started off with murdering a baby, and the second death is a pregnant woman. Yeah, so two babies. Shit, damn, Thanks, that's guys. right. Not bad. I mean, these these stakes are so elevated. Two oh. out of three for this movie. Yeah, and we, and we were going to rape the pregnant woman, so that's, wow. That wasn't <laughs> my third part, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, now um, we cut to, well, the, the, the brothers being talked to about it, and... Uh, they are sorry. No, they're not being talked to about it. Yet. We got to the old man that shows up, right? Because the, they uh, they say, "Look, man, we didn't see any boar. We didn't see the woman. 
You didn't even ask them about how thirsty things is like. It's yeah. that trope for movies where it's like, you know, oh, I'm here to question you about the thing. Well, I didn't see anyone get raped. And so no one said anything about rape. So yeah. you know, they yeah. completely incriminate themselves instantly. Yeah, because Jake's just like, what happened? Oh, we didn't try to rape the woman and then we didn't see a boar or anything. And then he's like, wait, what? <laughs> and just to prove it, we're going to start shooting at you. Yeah. <laughs> so, they, they, yeah, they fire off a couple of rounds. I mean, you Australians and your guns, man. This this is just insanity. You guys need to. Call I'll tell you what, that. though. Jake's got some fucking balls because when Dicko pulls the fucking shotgun on him, I think he shoots once, mm-hmm. and he just looks at me. He's fucking like just spits on the fucking ground. Like go ahead, shoot again. Yeah, no, that's true. This this guy, well, he's got nothing left to live for, right? That's right. This guy's, yeah. Well, this guy's just the pleasure of ghost. killing Razorbacks in the morning. Yeah, yeah. So now we cut to the actual yeah. hero of the film, Carl. Poor dead Beth's uh, husband. And we get this montage. Yeah, Carl Weathers. (laughs) I wish it was Carl Weathers. But um, then we get this montage of what's happened since. Where, uh, oh, she doesn't return. He finds out about her her going missing and her death, quote unquote. He doesn't know what happened, though. And now he's on his way down to that little town in Australia to get his revenge. So he jumps in a bus, and apparently they do have a bus stop here. We do see that. So that'll come up a little that later. Fucking bus stop. It's also mentioned later that the tourist bus comes once a week. So yes, you got one, you got one, one opportunity to get in and one opportunity to get out a week. Right, the tourists who want to go see Dicko. Like, what the fuck are the tourists <laughs> there for? I think they're on their way to another place, and it just happens to be in between. I don't think they come there to tour. No, they don't stop here. The tourist bus blows by this fucking place. Mm, Wait, no, hold on. Don't the brothers mention something about tourists later on with the opal mines? Yeah, yeah. They they talk about the tourist bus that comes by once once a month. uh, Again, uh, there's going to be a set, uh, a scenery uh, place that we go to later on at the end of the movie, where I'm sure there's probably a lot of fucking people who'd want to go there and take fucking pictures and shit like that. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So he uh, shows up in town, and he asks around. He says, uh, hey, we need some, uh, I want some information. My wife went missing here. She was out here doing some animal piece or whatever. And the guy that that runs the hotel slash bar slash everything in town (laughs) is like, well, I mean, you should probably (laughs) talk to The hospital and the funeral parlor. Yeah, yeah. The school, the the everything. Uh, he says, "Yeah, you should probably go talk to old Jack. Uh, he, he's a he's a good dude, and I'll give you some direction." I love the directions he gives. It's like <laughs> you're on this road a ways, and then you take a left. <laughs> I'm like jotting it down. I'm like, go a ways, take a left, go to where the old creek used to be. And you're like, what the fuck? But that's like, like in America, down south, they'll say, go down the road a piece. Yep, yep, that's true. And then he's like, okay, great. Um, I'm going to, can I call it a taxi or whatever? And he's like, taxi? What the, what the last taxi guy uh, No, that here. fucking camel got drunk last night. There's no yeah. fucking taxis. <laughs> yeah, it's his day off. They're, they're getting him drunk out back. He's oh, getting God. humped. <sighs> Yeah, oh, I didn't want to get into the camel getting fucked, but th- there is a th- in the extended version of this movie. There's a 20 minute scene of it, and it's <laughs> oh fuck! It's tragic. Did you see Camel Toe? 
it's this is it's it's like a cannibal holocaust kind of exploitation scene i don't i don't really appreciate it but anyhow this is where this is where the guy that runs the hotel is like no nah, there's no taxi here just you can take my car and i'm like wait what so like, yeah just you know top her off when you get back and Good, good. This is the car I was talking about, by the way, with the chicken wire windshield. And, and a good little note here is he he climbs in the car, but he he climbs in the wrong side because he's from New York, you know. Oh, America in general, yeah. He drives drives driving the wrong side of the road. Yeah, we do. Yeah, Tim, what, what do you? Well, Tim, you've never had a car though, right? Uh, I had a driver's license for a while. I just never had a car. And living in New York, there's really no need for it. Yeah. I get you. I didn't get a driver's license until late, too. I lived in Portland for years, and again, there's just no reason. The mass transit up there is inc- incredibly yeah, just, good. Uh, just the expense of owning the car and then par- going through the hassle of parking it, or yeah. I don't know what it's like where you live, but, uh, well, maybe not now with the coronavirus hitting everything, but just to get a fucking parking space sometimes is like fucking $400, $500 a month. And I was like, that's fucking half my rent sometimes. That's insane. Yeah. No, in Portland, the cool thing was if you worked anywhere in the city, you got free access to their public transit. So it's like, what the fuck? Why would I? Yeah, yeah. And they had this thing called the Max, which was just like, basically just imagine uh, um, a monorail, basically, that runes alongside the the I-5. Monorail. But, But there's no traffic for the fucking thing, and it's always going 70, 80 miles per hour. So... It's immune to to traffic, like, and it's free. Come on, so yeah. No, this guy he uh, he gets in the deluxe model car with the chicken wire windshield, <laughs> and uh, drives off to meet Jack. They have the little fun conversation about you know who he is, and we get a little bit of Jack's backstory. We go into Jack's Razorback Trophy room. Mm, we get to see a pig in a jaw. We do see a baby pig in the jar, and Jack's like, he's like, well, why do you want to kill Razorback so much? What's the whole deal? And Jack's like, Razorback's... my dick hard. Yeah. <laughs> he says they're vicious, shit-eating, godless vermin. And I'm like, wow. Okay, you, uh, you're you pretty pissed off at these Razorbacks, man. It's pretty personal. Damn, what the hell All did right. they ever do to you, Gramps? Oh, yeah, wait, hold on. You're not godless. Gramps anymore, right? That's what. Well, not anymore, buddy. So the dude's like, yeah, that's great. Hey, about my wife, by the way, which is who I uh, came here to talk to you about. <laughs> and at this point, Jack dumps over this junk drawer and he's sifting through it and talking about like, hey, yeah, you know, I go through Razorback shit all the time. And I sift yes. through it. You, know, you can learn a lot about them by going through their shit. Do I see a baby pacifier in that fucking drawer? <laughs> Dude, there's everything in this drawer. There's like half of a Coke bottle. So I, I thought, thought that was maybe... a shot glass. I was like, holy shit, that fucking pig is drinking with the camel and everything. And he fucking swallowed the whole glass. You swallow oh, yeah, a can, you... I'll swallow a fucking glass. Fuck you. Oh, you think the pig and the camel are like friends? That might be. Yeah, look, you know, everybody's got to have somebody, right? The fucking That's... poor camel. He's like, they wouldn't even let me into the bar to drink. I had That's to stick true. my head in through the window. And I'm taking these drunk motherfucking Aussies home every single fucking night after all their forces oh. are getting fucking spilt all over the place. Mm-hmm. Maybe every once in a while, one of them doesn't make it home, if you know what I mean. Oh, I should the say. Camel that's and a the thing, fucking right? Razorback, man. They got and a Razorback, like, look, I will eat every other fucking animal, but I'll leave you alone. But, you know, gotta help, out. Gotta help a pig out. That's true. Wow. 
It goes all the way to the top, Tim. Uh, so he just dumps at this junk drawer and he's just talking about going through Razorback shit so you can learn about him. And so he asks him. Well, that's the Jaws part, isn't it? Where they cut the uh, the shark open on the fucking dock and the tire, uh, the uh, license plate comes falling out. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about it that way. That's true. So he asked, you know, he asked Jake for help. But Jake's like, look, man, I you got no proof or anything here. So. Why don't you just go down to the, the pet pack uh, cannery? They'll, you can start you in, your investigation there. So, all right, great. I get a little bit confused at this scene because, again, I cannot understand a single word these fucking brothers say. <laughs> so, David... Is this where they're cleaning out the fucking, what looks like the asshole of the fucking pet food factory? Yeah, so, David, I'm going to need your help here in... Why is he working for them? Why is he scrubbing down this tank? What's going on? What is that fucking tank, too? <laughs> well, I don't know what the, the tank is, but... No, it doesn't. The scene doesn't make any sense either way, so he didn't miss anything. Um, okay. Basically, he just turns up and he says he's interested in opal farming. Uh, not opal farming. Opal mining. And so they, um, for some reason, invite him back to their place. And then, uh, well, I think that he's right. supposed to be like, uh, he's looking for guides, and that's yeah. what they're going to be, right? Yeah, yeah. but yeah. while they invite him back to their, their house, I, I don't know, but but well, um... I love, I love when he first meets them, though. Like you said, Tim, he's cleaning out what looks like the asshole of the factory, and he's just like shoveling out this blood drain. But meanwhile, he's eating like a meat pie in one hand while he's shoveling it. <laughs> that one hand is clean, though. I was paying extra attention when I saw that. I was like, that's fucked up, man. It could only have been worse if he's eating something on white bread. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but this tank, and this will come up later, all of the shining, it starts like building up too much pressure in it. I don't know what the fuck it's supposed to be. I don't know what they need pressure for in, like, grinding up dead kangaroos, whatever. You gotta push the fucking meat through, right? Yeah, but usually you would do that with, like, a... Well, that's uh, an auger. Yeah, an auger, exactly. Like any sort of a meat grinder would use, but, I don't know, these guys have some sort of a, like, pneumatic version of it? I don't They're know. They're probably rendering fat or something. It's probably oh, yeah, yeah, it could be. Fat. That's true. But, uh... I, I love that the solution to it is they take a two by four and smack it. It's just like, bam. And then it's like, all right, there we go. It's working. See, none now. of this is um, causing any alarms to me. This is all stuff I've seen in the real world. <laughs> so Speaking of first cars, the first car I bought was a 1978 Ford Fairmont, and I got it for $250. Right? Jesus Christ. So here's the thing. I went over, and, and they've... If you've ever like looked under the hood of one of these cars, they have an inline six and you could, you could lay down next to the engine and work on it. Like that's how big of a fucking piece of shit boat these cars are. So I go to buy it. The guy wanted $500 for it. I'm like, all right, fire it up. He fires it up and the whole car is fucking shaking, right? Just, I'm like, God damn, is this thing okay? energy it has. It's ready to go. Yeah. Well, this had, you know, some energy. He pops the hood of it, and I'm looking at it, and one of the fucking motor mounts is broken. So this engine is rattling the entire fucking car. And I'm like, I don't think this is all right. And it's this old fucking toothless crazy guy up in the weird hill town I grew up in. He's like, yeah, hold on a second. And he leaves. 
he comes back with like a little wedge of wood that he split off of a piece of wood. He sticks it in there, hits it with the back end of a splitting maul, and it like, and then kind of wedges it in there, fits in real good, and it stops shaking back and forth. So I'm like, yeah, I'll give you like $250 for this fucking thing. <laughs> it's got a broken fucking engine mount. So it's like, all right, yeah, sold. So I'm, I mean, I'm not against, you know, making things work how you can but again this is how the overlook blew up right <laughs> it is the boiler yes yeah so they tell him yeah we're, we're gonna take you to the dig which i'm like all right i guess this is you know where he go they go to dig up their uh their opals right and they drive him to what i can only describe as the shipping container all the asian girls came over on in uh, season two of The Wire, that's embedded in the it's side of a hill. High class living, man. <laughs> they open it, and I'm like, "Do they just live in a shipping container? Like what? No, no. These guys, these guys are like dwarves in the Lord of the Rings series because this is just the entrance to their underground lair." <laughs> oh my Literally. god. Andy, the you kind of want to. This is almost like a, a silo bunker that they have. No, I want to be in a mine. If there's a nuclear bomb that goes off, they'll probably survive. Tim, there's no nuclear bomb going to go off here. What are you talking about? <laughs> How and, the fuck did all, Mad Max happen? Tim, we've, uh, we've, we've all decided to just let what happens to Australia happen to Australia. No one's going to interfere, right? There's no war. None of this is going to go down. Yeah, who's, who's attacking Australia? New Zealand? What's the point? Their their country's trying to kill them. <laughs> that's right. Actually, all of all, that's, all that's of our best a country could have. If you win, we're still going to kill you. <laughs> all of our preparation is uh, to be invaded from the north, because there's Indonesia to our north, and there's like you know billions of Indonesians, and everyone's always afraid that they're going to um, storm down and, and take Australia. But what? Australians don't realize is that there's thousands of miles of nothing but, but desert and wild bulls and things that are trying to kill people. So by the time they get to the cities, it's all going to be over anyway. Again, this is this is the weird Plus, thing Plus, everybody America. out there has already got a fucking Mad Max-style truck. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> yeah, this and is guns. With, this is the thing with America, where we're all, like, paranoid that, you know, we're going to get too many people immigrating from South America and Mexico. I'm like, but they're, they, they end up in Texas immediately. Have you ever been to Texas? There's fucking nothing there. There's plenty of land. Bring everybody. We've got all the room in the world. Come on. Like, ah, it's insanity. Now, just before you go on, uh, I want to make two things clear. People actually okay. do live in sea containers. Um... So that wasn't wouldn't be unreal. They call them dongers, and they use no. Them in... They don't call them dongers. <laughs> they do. They absolutely. God damn it. Yeah, because when you hit on the door, go dong. That's probably where it came from. I don't know, but yeah, they call dongers, and um, they fit them out. They're really nice. They got beds and washing facilities and TVs and stuff. You know, they're they're pretty good. But you get them on mine sites and anywhere you Can need you... temporary accommodation. Hey baby, you want to come back and see them. my donger? David, can you call it something other than a fucking donger? Hey, we're at the, we're off at the donger with Dicko, and yeah, we have a, we have a few issues in Australia. And, no, it's um... fine. You know what? I'm I'm fine with tiny living. Okay, if if like in America, it's impossible to get a house. 
like a modest house where I live in California, 500,000 US dollars. Like insane. It's exactly the same here. Yeah. yeah exactly the yeah. same here. You can't buy a house here. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is that people live underground. Um, no. So there's, uh, no, I'm kidding. Well, I'm not. You have there, hobbits? We do. Uh, it's mostly one place. It's a town called uh, Cuba Pedi, where they mine opals, funnily Wait, enough. Hold on. Cuba Pedi? C O O B E R. Space Pedi? Cuba Pedi. Okay, go on. So you got a Donner so and Cuba uh... Pedi with Dicko. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, in Cupapedi, they have, um, yeah, it's where they mine mo- opals. And at some point, someone decided that it was much nicer and cooler to live in the mine than it was to live out on the surface of the land. So they built like a little, turned it into like a little house. Mm-hmm. And they're now all over Cupapedi, basically. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people live underground. Yeah, I mean, but again, can... they do it up nicely. Yeah, they lime I mean, wash the walls and they put in kitchens and bathrooms and all that stuff as normal. It's like a house, but it just happens to be in like an old mine site. Well insulated, that's for damn sure. That's yeah, true. Yeah, right? it's much cooler and much more pleasant environment. You don't have to worry about hearing your uh, next door neighbor's stereo too loud. No, you can rock on, dude. Yeah, some guy's riding by on a camel with a boombox. You don't even hear it. <laughs> it's great. Uh, so yeah, this is uh, this is where they they walk him down there and they offer him a sausage and a bunk. So. It takes them like three times to make them understand what they're offering him. Yeah, well, I mean, if if you go in somebody's donger and they offer you a sausage in a bun, <laughs> you... what is it called? The mystery sack, mystery a uh, mystery bag, mystery bag. Okay, another thing that made me like, why am why am I here? I should not be underground <laughs> with these two motherfuckers. <laughs> Plus, as soon as I saw the fucking Barry Manilow picture, I was like, I'm definitely getting the fuck out of here. Oh yeah, no, no Barry Manilow pictures. Sorry, this this whole situation very sketch. All right, and I'm gonna have to pause for one second, guys. I'll be right back. Let me make a note of it. Pause. Uh, say, yeah, the one bad thing with this. Well, I don't know, maybe on yours, but there's no timestamp here, right? Twenty-five. No, there is. It said uh, over here seventy-six twenty. And you know what's cool that I can do right now, and I'm gonna do it to be smart because I'm downloading it? the recording. To this point. Uh, okay. Clever. Yes. Be right back, guys. Yep. We learned our lesson. Yes, I think he offers him a snag, which is what we call sausages here. And then he goes, what? So they offer him a mystery bag, which is like the alternative version. And he says, what? <laughs> like, it's a sausage, dude. Strange and weird. Uh, look, yeah. I don't know if it's Australia, but if anybody said to me a mystery bag, first of all, I'm like, all right, for, I don't care what it's called in any country. I'm not eating anything that in any part of the world could be called mystery. <laughs> I don't want to well, know what the, the hell's in that said. bag before I'm going to eat it. Oh, you've eaten sausages, right? What the hell oh, is yeah, that? But, you know, uh, still, it's you know. It, well, you you know what's in a beef sausage. You know what's in a fucking hot dog, even though it might be disgusting. But I don't know if I'd be like <laughs> intentionally looking for something. that's like, eh, nobody knows what the fuck this is. Eat it. Well, you know, I assume it's probably rue given the job. Oh, that's right. rue and fucking uh, razorbacks. That's why that's they make it. it into a sausage. They put all that spices in it and all that other shit. You can't really taste it. Yum. That's the other fucking side gig that these motherfuckers got going. <laughs> the fucking pet food company, opal mining, and now they fucking make their own sausages. Oh, you gotta, um, you gotta grind, right? These days. Yeah, they got it. Well, you just said they had a two hundred fucking fifty thousand dollar truck that they fucking tricked out even more. That's gotta cost some money. Gotta pay for. So they offer him a sausage in a bunk, and now we cut to a random fat guy's house. 
uh, with his asshole hanging out of his pants. You can. I'd like to be able to defend that, but no, that's that's pretty realistic. <laughs> and no, this it's... is the guy who's drinking the Fosters. He's got like eight cans of Fosters, by the way, that he's drinking. You know, are they making Other than fun the fact of... it's Fosters? That's um, that's. <laughs> And I love this one because then you hear the Razorback outside. He's barely distracted from his television. He's like, ah, shit. Okay, all right, hold on, wait. Now, we have David here. So, David, who is that guy on TV? Because we see him okay. twice. Yeah, I have a note about that. That's a guy called Don Lane. D-O-N mm -hmm. Lane. He is an American guy. Uh, he was huge in Australia for a while. Uh, he used to come and do guest spots on a few different late night TV shows um, and then he had his own show for years called the Don Lane Show um, and then in between he would just disappear I assume he went back to America and did stuff in America but but yeah he was like six foot six tall lanky American guy who um, yeah was quite popular here for a while hmm so he was like a uh, what was it like a variety show he would host have guests musicians like a tonight dancers. show type thing um more like a, like a, yeah, yeah, no, there was, you're right, yeah, there was singing, and he would actually sing, he was a singer, so uh, he would uh, do a song and uh, interview people, and yeah, they'd have like um, tap dancers and shit, I don't know. So it'd be like if David Hasselhoff got a talk show. <laughs> in Germany. Well, it wasn't that bad, but um, <laughs> but yeah, if it was, yeah, in Germany, yeah. Was, Are you yeah, kidding me? If David Hasselhoff had a fucking talk show where he was singing, dancing, and then interviewing people? That would be gold. In Germany. <laughs> so, but yeah, so, obviously you guys have never heard of him because uh, obviously no, you don't recognize no. him. But, but yeah, well, I could tell that he, he didn't sound like he really had an Australian accent. And it didn't look like it was something like that was filmed for the movie. So yeah, yeah, figuring no, he had to be somebody. And especially since they show him twice, it had to be something like, if you're in Australia, you know who this guy is. Oh, yeah. No, everyone knew who Don Lane was. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, that no, makes sense. I think yeah, there is a note about him on Internet Movie Database. So uh, good for that. Connections features the Don Lane show. So that's a connection. Yeah, I didn't even need to look that up. Yeah. There was that whole episode he did where he tried to spend a week inside a donger. <laughs> it's Don and Dicko and the donger. Uh -huh. He likes like the acoustics an... inside the donger. That that sounds like an American like radio morning show, like Don and Dicko and the Donger. <laughs> I'm bad shock shock. I think it was ringing a bell at the end of it. Ping, <laughs> ping. Yeah. So no, he I like he just like gets he's like God damn it, and he walks outside and he rigs up this trap. Then just okay, cool. Back to the dig, and the brothers wake our hero up, and well, they offer him the sausage. That's like, what the fuck is this thing on? It's on a sticker. I mean. I guess they're just barbecuing inside or grilling inside of their dig. Wait, hold on. Did you just skip over the part where the Razorback rips that fucking guy's wall? No, we're going to get to that, that Tim. Up, That's yeah. coming up later. We're just, this is the little foreshadowing. The fat, the fat guy with his asshole hanging out sets the trap. That's coming up later. But uh, So they offer him the sausage. He takes a little, uh, little nibble out of that. And they're like, all right, it's hunting time. So uh, uh, we're going to go spotlighting. Now, this is something that is frowned upon uh, in hunting in America. They, uh, where I grew up, people would do this with, with uh, deer and elk. And basically, the idea is you go out at night, and you shine a very bright light in the animal's face. It freezes, and then you shoot it. 
Yeah, that's why they get hit by cars, because they freeze when the headlights. Right, exactly. So, they're on their way Isn't to go. Isn't this like uh, fishing with dynamite? Mm, I mean, it's it makes it a lot easier. But I get, like, if you're in a place where it's an invasive species, like fucking kangaroos, and it's causing problems, like, fuck them. Like, take them out. People have no yet. problem with how you kill cockroaches or rats, right? Yep. Take them out how you gotta, buddy. So... Now our hero, he, he decides he's going to start doing a little investigation, though. He's like, hey, uh, 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 by the way, the, that, uh, that American girl, Beth, that came out here. And they, they have this whole fun conversation with him because they ask him if he's American. He says, no, nah, he's Canadian. They're like, ah, it's American. So. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Technically, it's North American, right? It's close enough, right? It's not hey, USA. you know what? We, how many times American people do that to other people around the world? So it's mm. only fair that it gets turned around on us, right? Very true. Where are you from in South America? Ah, that's South America. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Plus, uniquely, we're one of the only countries where we get super offended if we get confused with people that are uh, very similar to us in a country that's adjacent to us. Uh, and unlike... known for being nice. Yeah. And known Canadians. for having the best passports in the whole fucking world to go wherever you want, where nobody's going to fucking bother you if you're Canadian. Poor, ca poor Canadians. They get so much shit. They have better beer, too. I will. Because we're jealous. That's what it is. Yeah. Better beer. I'll go on record for that one. We get confused with uh, England, obviously, quite yeah. a lot. People ask us if, yeah. oh, we're from England. Where, where are you from? From England? You sound weird. Like, because I'm from Australia. Uh, we also get confused right. sometimes hey, with New Zealanders. Real. Who the fuck yep. confuses yep, an Australian for somebody from England? Mostly American fuckwits. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, I. I apologize for even asking that question because I'm sure there's only <laughs> Americans who would hear a fucking Australian accent and goes, "That sounds like the Queen's English." <laughs> oh, that. That's a shot I can fire at the Canadians. They still got the Queen on their fucking money. Yeah. So do we. Oh, you do, don't you? Oh yeah, the Queen is officially our head of state. Oh, it goes really? uh, the Queen. And then we have the Governor General, who is the Queen's representative in Australia. And then we have mm -hmm. the Prime Minister. Yep. And the Prime Minister was the kangaroo, right? <laughs> That's right. He lives right behind me. I can shout out to him if you want. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite Simpsons jokes, by the way. <laughs> From Bart versus Australia. That was a great episode. It is actually a pretty good When it was episode. good, yes. Back when it was good, yep, yep. So he asks about Beth and... and uh, they're like, why are you asking so many questions, man? Like, look, you, uh, she fell down you a mine a shaft. Book? Yeah, you writing a book? She fell down a mine shaft. Why, did you know her? He's like, nah, no, I didn't know her. Um, they're like, by the way, who, who even told you about us? Like, how did you get to us to, and he's like, oh, well, old, old Jake told me about you guys. You know, I was asking about opal mine and, and old Jake said, you guys know something about that. They're like, yeah, well, don't listen to Jake. He's mad. He killed his grandkid. And then our hero's like, yeah, well, maybe the grandkid fell down a mine shaft. Right? <laughs> Bam, oh. right back at you. He can, he can dish him out with the best. Mm -hmm. I thought Canadians were nice. <laughs> yeah. He might have been in America for too long. Uh, so they're like, look, don't ask so many fucking questions. How about that? Let's go hunting. By the way, put on a, uh, put on a blanket or something because it gets a little cold out here oh, and also don't we have at this point dicky is like just fucking sitting on like the uh like on a fucking top of a fucking machine and just shooting off his shotgun sporadically Tim. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they have a uh, stuffed bird hanging <laughs> from the ceiling of their dig, and he's just, like, shooting, like, target practice at it. So, th yeah, these guys might be a little crazy, Tim, now that you mention mm -hmm. it. That's what you do in your house. Yeah, just firing off in guns. In a beautiful cave. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, like, it, it's mud walls that we see here, so... It's not like you're no going to have to worry about That's right. hitting oh, wow. no ricochet. You don't have to worry about hitting a neighbor because. What eh. if you hit some opal? That's true. Opal is extremely thin and brittle. That's a, that'd be a waste of money. Well, now that, but you got like all shards of opal going all over the goddamn place. Yeah. Yeah. You just get a couple of uh, uh, pieces of opal shrapnel embedded in your eye. And then maybe that's why it was like glowing like that in the night. Maybe oh. that's what was going on. God damn it. There you go. That explains yeah. it. They've been living yep. on the ground too long. So they take him to go hunting, and they find a kangaroo. They uh, they spotlight it, and they shoot it, but they don't kill it. And he's like, oh, God, why, why didn't you kill this thing? It's suffering. And he, I love this because he's up there operating the spotlight on the top yep. of the truck. And homeboy's like the brother's leaning out the window to shoot it, and he just fucking pukes on the dude's head. <laughs> <laughs> the guy just seems like mildly irritated by this. He's like, "Hey, what? Come on, man!" Now, let me ask you guys a question. Do you think mm -hmm. it was the deer, or was it the fucking mystery bag that he ate <laughs> that made him puke? Well, that, first of all, a little from column A, a little column from B. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. That sausage was pretty, pretty sus. So who knows? So he yaks on the dude's head. They get out, and he's like, look, man, wh what the fuck? You got to kill the thing. They're like, no, nah, no, nah, if you kill it, then the meat's going to be real tough. And I'm like, wait a second. Aren't these people just, like, grinding this shit up to feed it to dogs? Like, oh, why do they care? for the sausage. What's that? Plus, uh, I've always heard that the reason when you go hunting, the reason why you want to kill an animal quickly is... If it suffers, it makes the meat taste bad. And I don't know if that's just a movie thing, but well, they that's say something that, that I've always heard. Yeah, that the adrenaline makes us, that makes the uh, muscles tense up. Yeah, and that's like if you're cooking a lobster, you cook it, slow boil it, instead of just fucking throw it in a fucking pot of boiling water, one, two, three, right? Having cooked a lot of lobster. David, uh, when you're out there shooting ruse to eat, what do you, do you want to kill them immediately? Or? <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not cruel. It's a... Uh... Get it over yeah. and done with it as quickly as possible, kind of scenario. Right, right, clearly. <sighs> so now we're going to get into the second act of this film that is insane. So they get pissed oh. off at him because he takes a knife, he runs out there and puts it out of its misery. They're, they're mad at him. They're like, look, you're going to have to gut and clean that fucking thing. By the way, we're just going to leave you here for about five to six hours. Don't go off on a walkabout, though, because. Uh, then That's we won't know where to find you. Yeah. So he gets cold. He wraps himself up, and he has a nice little snuggle party with the dead kangaroo. Well, no. He pulls out his lightsaber. He yeah. splits the kangaroo in half, and then he yeah. sleeps inside of it, right? No, he doesn't, Tim. Oh, he just he, he climbs in its pouch. Uh <laughs> Oh, man, how good would that have been, for real? If he, he uses the fucking kangaroo as a pillow, right? Mm-hmm. And then he puts his hands in the pouch to keep warm. Mm -hmm. It's the uh, Tom Tom scene from Empire Strikes Back, obviously. Yep. Yes. But, and uh, I, he, when he gets back to America, he can start a company called My Dear Pillow. Jesus. <laughs> but 
so we we cut to him having a fun nightmare scene, I guess, because he wakes up and he's surrounded by these hogs, right? So he takes off and fucking runs, and uh oh, a bunch of barbed wire he stumbles into. He and almost he, no, he almost goes into that fucking barbed wire. He gets stuck by a tree first. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. He he doesn't get all like sliced and diced up by the barbed wire. That that is true. He does kind of maneuver around it. And he ends up at what I like to call the mud factory, which is... Um, I think this is the shit factory, man, not the mud factory. Ugh, it's disgusting. So somebody's like set up a pump house to, to pump water out of, out of a well underground into just a big like pool where it's surrounded by a bunch of hogs and just the uh, elephant graveyard from the Lion King. And uh, I'm like, well, is, is this about to become like the capital uh, of the state here? Like what's, <laughs> what are we doing? What, David, what, what, this Take is Take some disgusting... of those bones, build a courthouse, and there you go. Yeah, this is a disgusting place. If I had to um, assume, I would say that it's actually like a cattle farm and the, uh, that's the water source for the cattle to come and drink at. And somehow there's pigs getting in there and messing the place up, but I I, I don't know. Yeah, it it does. It does look like it it was something, and then that something that it was got overrun by a bunch of bad, a bunch of bad hogs. They went hog wild on it. But uh, our hero he gets there, and <laughs> these pigs, by the way, do not look menacing in any way. <laughs> <laughs> They're just little pigs, you know. Like you could kick them, and then they they would uh, move out of the way. They're not feral hogs. They don't have tusks. They don't have the no, crazy. No, they're not wild part. pigs. No, these are just just a pig farm. No, and they're having yeah, they're having a good time too. They're flopping around in mud. I mean, they're just you know they're fucking loving it. So good on them. But well, they're happy as pigs and shit. Literally happy as pigs and shit. Not. And we see a shed. And behind the shed, behind that on a hill, we see the titular Razorback. And our hero, well, he freaks out. He climbs up this very rickety windmill. And I, I got to give it to him on this one. He, he tethers himself to it. He takes a little strap. Smart. Yep, smart, smart. Ties it around the, the bars of the windmill and ties it around his arm so he doesn't fall off. Now, when he wakes up, he's going to have to cut his hand off because of the gangrene, but he didn't fall. Yeah. Sorry, what was that, David? Oh, I was just saying, this is like the fourth or fifth windmill. They keep coming up over and over and over again. I think there's nothing else to shoot in the desert. It's like, you know, pubs and windmills and old cars, and that's all they've got. So they keep using that windmill motif over and over and over again. Yeah, well, when you're not hooked up to any sort of an electricity grid and you need to power some sort of a water pump, I guess it works. Like, maybe that's a good idea? I, I don't know. Oh, this is pretty it's always wind, I mean, right? You know. uh, this is before solar, so. Plus, uh, there's Australia. Like, they haven't even... They still don't have solar there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we're quite advanced in the world as far as solar is concerned, and we've invented lots of cool stuff because we have a lot of sun. Mm -hmm. Anyway, moving on. A lot on. of space. A lot of space, a lot of sun. A lot of so, space, a yeah. lot of sun. Yeah. Good way to do it. But all those fucking wild Razorbacks keep knocking down the fucking solar panels, <laughs> and what are you going to do? Well, that's the problem. Kangaroos <laughs> are hopping all over them. 
Hey, by the way, what do flat earthers think about Australia? Do they? I, I it's mean, just on the other side of the card, I guess. Right? It's two sides of the same card. I guess. So is it always nighttime in Australia to the flat earthers? <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. How the fuck does that work? Yeah. Hold on. Holy shit. I think we just busted all the flat earthers. Stop believing that stupid shit. Yep. Flat earthers, you've been busted. Actually, talking about crazy shit, we just had our first sovereign citizen arrest. Uh, and find oh, some some woman got um, decided that she was a sovereign citizen and uh, went to court to not pay some speeding fine and yeah just like in America they, they didn't go for that that's <laughs> like a three hundred dollar fine or something but yeah but yeah that's... just in court screaming about how she's a sovereign citizen and there's a whole like sovereign citizen association here now where they're trying to help people to fight the government etc etc so well, yeah. in America when that sovereign citizen's house goes on fire don't let them call nine one one or one one nine whatever is in Australia you're on Triple your own, right you don't have to listen to the police you don't have to listen to the government on anything then mm-hmm. when shit happens you also don't get to call the fire department. And you got to take care of your own fucking garbage and you take care of your own water pipes from the city main line to your fucking house. Yeah, no, they, they, they never like to talk about that part, Tim. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the fatal flaw in their logic. And by the way, 911 in Australia is 611 because remember, it's just upside down. So. Oh my God. Please tell me, David, that that is not true. It's not. Just in case anyone from Australia is actually listening, it's triple zero. Do not call six one one in an emergency. Wow, triple zero. That's smart. That's a lot easier. You don't need to stretch your thumb at all. Just boom, boom, uh, boom. Yeah, but no, isn't it easier to maybe mistakenly dial triple zero instead of nine one one or one one nine? You because with one nine one one or one one nine, you kind of have to go from one end to the other diagonally. So you have that little millisecond to make sure that that's the number you want to hit. Well, don't forget that when this number was implemented, we had rotary phones, and zero was the last number on the dial, so it was the furthest Mm, one to travel, and you had to deliberately do it three times. I was going to say, how did that work on the radio? (laughs) I don't know what it is on the... uh... You just got on the radio and went, zero, zero, zero. Well, you'd call the flying doctor service. So we have, uh, like, air ambulances. Flying doctor service? So you'd call them directly. Yeah, it's called the Flying Doctor Service, and you... Um, what does a house call cost in Australia if they have to fly the That's doctor free. It's, no, no, it's free. Of course it is. They, uh, Another well, reason why we hate you. Tim, it was a nun time. that accidentally put too much starch in her uh, wash when she was doing up her habit, and then so she could fly. <laughs> I remember her very well. In fact, I think we all like her. I think we all really, really like her. Oh, that's an Oscars reference. I got that one. Yeah. <laughs> so the next morning he wakes up and the hogs are trying to knock over this fucking tower. And they're doing a good job of it too, by the way. And this poor actor, he just fucking falls directly into that shit water. And mm-hmm. it's pretty gross. I guarantee you that wasn't fake either. No. No, this was not fake. There's no not way quite to Hollywood, fake it. dude. That. Now, there's no way to fake this shit. They legitimately no, you're just... you a fucking movie in Australia. What the hell do you think is going to happen? Uh, they just found a hole. They threw a bunch of bones they had laying around in it and filled it up full of water and chucked this fucking actor in there. Uh, but I love this because then, like, all the pigs surround it and he starts yelling at them like they can talk. He's like, aha, you can't get me. You can't swim. 
Well, it's not the first time that he's going to be doing a Dr. Doolittle in this fucking movie, right? <laughs> no, of course not. And I know pigs are supposed to be smart. And maybe super pigs or super fucking razorbacks are supposed to be a little bit smarter than your average pig. Mm-hmm. But still, Jesus Christ. It's the Yogi Bear of pigs. But uh, no, so they, they actually can't get to him. And they're like, ah, curses, you know, foiled again. And they, they march off. And just then, like, some dead pig's head, like, pops up in the water next to him for, like, a little little scare, you know? Oh, well, that's the part in Jaws when Richard Dreyfus goes down and looks at the boat. And the head oh, pops out of the hole. Yeah, yeah, true. God damn, so many Jaws connections here. Yeah, this whole movie's a ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, isn't every fucking animal movie like this a Jaws ripoff? Except for, like, a few of them. Like, uh, mm. the one that we did with the fucking uh, zoo that gets tripped oh. out of fucking PCP. God. Yeah, Usually wild it's beasts. one animal that's going crazy and going on a rampage. And that's always Jaws. It's just, it's like, back then, it's like, it's Jaws, but it's in the mountains. Yeah. It's Jaws, but it's in Australia. Well, I'll tell you, you know what, Tim? This is going to be the first Jaws or Jaws ripoff of our uh, animal month. Because we had wild beasts. We had frogs. Yep. We had Willy's Wonderland, which is barely an animal attack movie. Uh, well, somebody attacks animals, at least. And the animals do kind of do attack something in that movie, right? Animal animatronics, sure. Uh, but, you know. We're not nitpicking here. Look, it's close enough, okay. Uh, so, again, I, I've got... Th- this is just Homer when he eats the chilies that are too hot oh, in the chili. Oh, shit. Yes, that's because right. Because he's claws his way up to the land he grabs this femur bone and he digs throws it up in the air it becomes a satellite no it, <laughs> it becomes a coke bottle and it falls down and hits him in the head oh no. the gods must be crazy they must and then he like uses a rock to dig a hole in the ground and takes a nap and boy howdy we're at our next amazing technicolor dream as he gets up and just starts walking up a hill and then David, are there any psychedelics just, like, wildly available in the Australian outback? Like, if you eat a certain tree or a certain, you have, like, just wild mushrooms growing around there, something could be explaining why he's fucking having this happen to him? No. Okay, good enough. Because this is, like, his first day walking around. This isn't, like, the third day without any food or water, right? Uh, well, he had the sausage the night before, so he's good. And then he had that fresh, uh, fresh mouthful of shit water. Oh, yeah. Maybe the maybe they're using the shit water uh, uh, to make the sausage. So maybe whatever hallucinogen is in both, who knows? Oh, I because just double dipped, double yeah. dipped in the shit. Yeah, don't eat the brown sausage, man. Don't eat the, don't eat the brown pig shit. <laughs> because he just starts hallucinating. He's walking across these multicolored landscapes. His feet are all bloody. We see this like crack in the world that he's walking across like the dungeons and dragons world scar and two people got that reference and then all of a sudden there's just hopefully at least four people that got that reference because two people can't play right hopefully four and then we just see the skeleton of a dead horse that he walks by or maybe maybe it's the camel. I don't fucking know. I don't know what you guys I was got going on. I was like, that's a weird way for the fucking animal to die in that kind of a pose, right? Yeah, with that hair too. By the way, it's got a wig. <laughs> yeah, and then so he keeps walking. His feet are all bloody. 
And then all of a sudden the ground starts shaking and the dead fucking horse skeleton comes up from the ground. And I'm like, okay, what are we doing here? What? <laughs> I thought at first I said, oh my God, tell me if that's the fucking pig, I'm going to fucking shit my pants. But by the way, tremors, they didn't go had. with the pig. Yeah, tremors. Holy shit. So David, what was your, what was your take on this whole weird nightmare hallucination scenario? Um, no, I thought it was a dream sequence pretty much straight away. Um, I think he's just a nightmare. I don't think it's anything more exciting than that. Yeah, well, what a weird movie to place this in, but, uh, it's fine. Yeah, it doesn't because... fit. It doesn't fit the rest of the film. Yeah. And no. no, it doesn't. But the, well, the other thing too is we also had the part before where fucking Dicko's eyes are glowing like a fucking demon. Mm, that's true. Very true. So he gets up though. He makes his way over to poor, poor, poor Sarah Cameron's house. And earlier, him and the brothers, they did blow by her house and talk about how he could go there if he wanted to, you know. Oh, yeah, have a rest. Wink, mm-hmm. wink, nudge, nudge. Go, uh, go for a route, I think is what they call it in they Australia. Well done. Yeah. Which is funny because uh, when I worked at I worked at a call center and one of my friends there was this Australian uh, guy, and he he pulled me aside one day and he said, "Hey, what's up with this business called Roto Rooter?" <laughs> <laughs> like what? And he's like, "There's all these cars that are driving by or these vans driving by that say Roto Rooter. They got pictures of pipes on them." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's like a plumbing company." He's like, you know what rooting is, right? <laughs> I'm like, no, please tell me about it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I guess, like, I don't know. The, the, the brothers are intimating that maybe this poor girl, Sarah, is, like, too promiscuous or... Uh, yeah, something, because I think he says, like, he's like... Because he doesn't understand. He goes, sorry. And they both laugh and they go, oh, you would be. Yeah. Yeah, look... Sadly, um, that's that's kind of Australian, very very Australian. Where there's some poor young, delightful young lady living by herself, and you know all the young boys imply that she's, uh, as you say, promiscuous, and it's not true mm. at all. But you know, no, it's just a boys stupid, will be boys. Uh, guys' uh, way of thinking. Yeah, because no, I mean, and we'll we'll come to learn that Sarah's probably actually the moral center of this movie. Um, but it's fine because what we're introduced to, Tim, is her boobs because she's out having a nice little shower. Yes, she is. And we just walk right... See, no indoor plumbing. Straight up to her boobs. Played by Archie Whitley, who you might remember again from Mad Max 2 as the captain's girl. Okay. You might notice Road Warrior. Mm, nah, well, Mad Max 2, Road Warrior, same thing. Well, I don't know, was it... I always thought that it was called the Road Warrior in America, and was and it? we just knew it as Mad Max Two here, but maybe that's uh, not the case. I think it was Mad Max, like small letters, and then the Road Warrior. Yeah, I mean, we always thought of it. At least I always thought of it as Mad Max Two. I never. Yeah, but I saw that before I saw the original Mad Max, and that fucking first time when I saw it, I'm like, "What the fuck are they saying? I can't understand anything." Holy fucking shit! Well, so we never caught it, the road warrior here at all. I'd never heard that term at all until I started talking to American people, and it caused a great deal of confusion because most Americans I speak to think that it's the first movie 
Like, oh, that first it's Mad the first Max movie. Most American saw it, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the whole thing. And then I had like very confusing conversations a number of time about the plot of, and then I'd be like, oh, you're Max 2. And I went, no, no, it's Road Warrior. It's not the Road Warrior 2. It very confusing conversations. <laughs> this is a very similar issue to the movie Down in Australia. It was referred to as Quigley, but in America, we refer to it as Quigley Down Under. <laughs> right, oh, okay, Jesus yeah, yeah. Christ. Quigley Down Under. Yeah, that's the joke, <laughs> folks. So... <laughs> This poor fucking, like, half-feral man that's been hallucinating his way through the outback just stumbles upon this poor woman taking a shower with her boobs out. And we have a great, like, scream take to each other, and then he passes out. He wakes up in her bed, right, sees her turned away, looking the other way, reaches up to tap her on the shoulder. She turns around in the fucking Saw movie pig mask, Oh my god. False wake it up. It is 100% from the fucking Saw movies, man. It is. Nightmare on Elm Street, you hack, by the way, because then he wakes for real up and says, hey, Sarah, um, by the way, I'm down here looking for my wife, uh, Beth. She's dead. And uh, poor Sarah's like, well, that, that sucks, man. And already Sarah's thirsty. Already. <laughs> I, Tim, I have come heard on. Of, hey, this movie really works out in the end for everybody quite nicely, doesn't it? It does, but she is a little bit thirsty, you have to admit. And there's look a line. Where she lives. Look, at, look, those two brothers and the oh, fucking gap tooth people at the fucking uh, bar slash city <laughs> okay. hall slash hospital. Come on. Very good point. She doesn't have a lot to choose from, Tim. Very mm -hmm. good point. Oh, and she doesn't want to get tied down there, so. No, 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 not at all. So yeah, he tells her, like, look, yeah, Beth, by the way, the American girl that was my wife, she she died. Do you know anything? And Sarah's like, I don't know. I I guess the only thing I know is that they said that she fell down a mine shaft. And he tells her, look, man, I was surrounded by these fucking boars out at this uh, weird fucking hell pit. I don't know what the fuck was going on. But then some pit. huge... No, like a hell pit. Like, that's where uh, uh, Beelzebub would, would be reanimated, or the Golgotha. And she says, oh, shit. Really? He's like, yeah, and some fucking big-ass thing scared him off. Probably big as a rhino. And immediately she's like, yeah, I don't want to fuck anymore. I got to go. I got to go call yeah, Jay. I got to call my grandpa. Yep. That's not her grandpa. He killed his yeah, he killed his grandkid, remember? Oh, that's right, yeah. And he's not that old, but yeah, he's still kind of gramps. He is. He's everybody's grandpa. So she goes over, she calls Jake. She's like, look, man, we got, we got one. You know, hits the old buzzer in <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> and he confirms it. He's like, look, man, it's time, it's time to go hunting. So Sarah tells him Jake's story. He's like, look, man, you know, this dude Jake, he's a cool guy. Uh, claims there's a big-ass fucking uh, Razorback. Anyhow, um, Jake's going to go out to the pump house. He's going to do some hog hunting, and uh, we're we're going to get back to him. But, Tim, this is the moment you're waiting for. Fatso. Fatso oh, yeah. with the Fosters. <laughs> and it's nighttime. His trap finally snags something. He's watching that uh, David Lane show. Yep. He's watching Don, David Lane. Don Lane. Don, Don Lane. Watching Don Lane. Sorry. And if you've ever watched the movie The Jerk, there's a scene 
where somebody tries to use a stolen credit card at the gas station that Steve Martin is working at. And so his plan is that he is going to hook a tow line from the car to a building to prevent them from driving off, right? Hmm. Well, I don't remember that part. Okay. Well, Fatso's trap snags something, but the trap is attached to the side of his house. <laughs> and he's just sitting there watching the TV. And I fucking love it because we cut, we hear outside something clearly get trapped. And of course, it's Razorback, it's Hogzilla, it's, you know, the, the, the badass. But he's still it, wrapped up in that TV show. Yeah, yeah. And he's just staring at the TV. And then as he stares at the TV, one fucking quarter of his house, where that TV is at, just gets drug off in front of him. And it's actually really fucking well shot because the TV stays on the whole time. <laughs> is he running on batteries? Is it a, a wind-up TV? Wouldn't be unheard of. No, we yeah. have wind-up radios, but not wind-up TVs. No, I think it's hooked up to a windmill, Tim, on his, <laughs> on his roof. <laughs> That's why there's all those windmills, yes. Yep, yep. So I love it, because he just sits there, like, drunk in his recliner, and he's like, well, shit, that happened. Yeah, what are you going to do, man? Yep. Nothing Cut you can do until s- the morning, right? That's such a... Oh, my God. So many times I've had exactly that thought. I'm like, look, man, it is too late, and I am too fucking drunk to deal with this. Forget it. We cut back to Sarah's place, and she's got a hog outside, little cute little piglet, and she tags it on the ear. It runs off, and we see she's got this cool little computer. She's like, look, I can, I can track them with my Apple II with a uh, clear film <laughs> overlay that I put on them. You see, I have written down here, oh, look, she works with animals, and mm-hmm. his dead wife loved animals, this is a perfect fit. Well, I got to tell you, there's one thing about this woman and her whole setup that immediately had me turned on. We'll get to it, though. Because when Jake ran off, right, she told him, look, take the dart gun. Because with the dart gun, apparently, it's a dart that tags the, uh, the animal that you shoot with it so she can then track it with her tracker. Yes, this is where they shoot the the shark with the three air barrels. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we go off to have tea. And David, prominent. You're talking product placement. On oh, her table. Yes, I <laughs> right saw in it. Front. I saw right it. at the front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Label out. Yeah, 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 yeah. They probably funded half the film. Probably. <laughs> Big <laughs> jar of Vegemite. Right? <laughs> And I've got to say, you're gonna know where you are. And I've got to say, before you sent me a jar of Vegemite, I had had Marmite before, right? And I was like, ah, I get it. It's a savory thing. I can use it kind of in place of like a beef bouillon, you know, to to add a meaty flavor to like a chili or a stew. You sent me the Vegemite though, and I knew the whole thing is you just take a piece of toast you put a little butter on it put a little vegemite on it you eat it now it's a staple in the house (laughs) there always has to be a jar of vegemite every morning i have a daughter my daughter is a year old and she eats vegemite on toast oh what a good honorary stream 
Yeah. You're gonna say, does she get like an honorary citizenship? <laughs> yeah, I think that's Absolutely. that's, that's, that's part of the test. You have to be able to skin a roux. You have to know about a dicko, and then you have to eat Vegemite on toast. But you have to pass. And you have the... to spend the night in a dongo. <laughs> and a donger. Donger. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, I love her. So she's got the Vegemite, and everything's good to go. And she's telling him, "Look, man. There's a bunch of hogs out here. They're getting sick. They got worms. They're eating a bunch of shit. It's driving them mad. They're becoming cannibalistic." and even eating their own young. And so that's why we have to track them. We have to figure out what's going on. What's the cause of this madness? So we go back to Jake, and he's watching the hogs, and, uh, well, he sees the big one, and it's, like, behind some weird energy transformer box or something. So he sicks his dogs. He's like, all right, dogs, this is going to be a tough battle, but you've got to go do it. Meanwhile, the dogs just run out and, like, play with the regular pigs. <laughs> uh, I don't know if they're playing with the regular well, pigs, but my question was, how the fuck are the dogs supposed to know which pig to go after? There's like a hundred fucking regular pigs there, and one gigantic pig. What do you think the dogs are going to do? Well, they're clearly not going after the $250,000 <laughs> animatronic pig. No, no, you can't have them ripping that shit up. Yeah, so Jake locks in on it, though, and he just starts shooting the shit out of him with his shotgun. No effect. Nothing. Just bounces off of his hide. And so when I, when I lived in Florida, we had, there were feral hogs in our backyard, and they are a problem, right? Because they have tusks, and they will charge at people, and, and our oldest was young, but she would, like, play out back. So it was, you know, it was a real concern, right? Mm -hmm. So I remember at the time, my neighbor, who's a, who's a good dude, he kind of was like a dicko type, but he was a good dude. It's Florida. He's like, well, you know, if you if you shoot him with a gun and then the cops come out here, I'll just tell the cops I don't know what happened. Like, I didn't hear anything. So I'm like, that's cool. That, like, that's a good neighbor to have, right? But we ended up just getting drunk and shooting uh, bottle rockets at him. And then they, <laughs> then they left. That, that's my American experience with fucking feral hogs. And <laughs> so, oh my God, he shoots the I shit out of what these. A bottle rocket is. What's a bottle rocket? Oh, oh, this is great, Tim. What's a bottle rocket? You don't know what a bottle rocket is? I have heard it. Once it's or a twice firework. It's or a, a type of fireworks, and it's got a little bit. Uh, uh, what's like the smallest ones you can get? They're like about the size of a firecracker on a stick, and you put mm -hmm. them in a bottle, an empty bottle of, uh, or an empty faucet can, maybe. Yep. And then you light them, and they shoot up in the air, and, shh, and then boom. Oh, some I think them, I saw a what, video listen, on YouTube I remember some once I had, guy. like, 32-ounce rockets. Yeah. Those fucking things really fucking shot off. Yeah, didn't they put one in um, Steve-O's asshole or something? <laughs> I, I don't remember it, but I am sure at some point oh, somebody no. stuck a bottle of rockets up Steve-O's ass. No, they stuck one on, they tied one to his dick. That's what it was. And then it went up Ooh, and then it circled back around because it yeah, couldn't that's go exactly, up. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so the best case scenario, what's, <laughs> what's the best case scenario on that one? Is that it either rips your fucking balls off <laughs> or it comes right back on you before it fucking explodes all over your exposed balls. So the best case scenario is that you paid $3.13 to rent the DVD and watch it. 
That's the best case scenario. Too. Wow, you're 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 fucking so bitter. You're counting the tax on the fucking rental, huh? Oh, dude, I am okay. Oh God. Uh, speaking of fireworks, another true story from Eddie's life. When I was maybe ten years old, my uh, my. <laughs> I was going down to buy fireworks. My mom gave me $5 to buy fireworks at a fireworks stand. By the way, don't sell fireworks to a 10-year-old. Why I went not? Down to you go got five bucks. Yeah, so my mom gives me five bucks, and I to- you know what I told you her, You're that Tim? kid in town who runs faces of death because your parents already think you're fucked up enough, so why not sell <laughs> you the fucking fireworks, man? So, Tim, do you know what I told my mom when she gave me five bucks to get fireworks? I said, what about tax? <laughs> Oh, fuck. Oh, God, I just remembered that. Holy shit. I'm just like every other big business because technically it's the responsibility of the business to pay the taxes. They just pass it on to the consumer. Anyhow. Of course, yes. I remember one time when I worked at the pet food store, I had a great idea. Uh, Business was a little slow, and I told my boss, why don't we have a no-tax sale? Yes. For like Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. He's like, I have to pay. We have to pay tax. I said, no. Just give everybody, instead of giving everybody a 10% discount, you're going to give them an 8.25% discount, but we're going to say it's no tax. Mm-hmm. And everybody's going to like the sound of that better than 10% discount, even though it's less. It just sounds better. So, Tim, you know how brilliant you are? This is a thing we do on tax day. Um. When it's tax day in the States, April 15th, you just have a don't pay sales tax sale. Mm-hmm. And you just drop the price of everything down by 8.5%. That's people it, fucking yes. eat it up. I and know. Especially- it's incredible how much people hate to pay fucking tax. And instead of people saying, oh, can I get a 20% discount because I've been a customer a long time? It's like, do you really have to charge me tax? I'm like, And especially... Okay especially for things like furniture and cars that people are financing anyway and paying like 16% fucking finance mm-hmm. charges on. It's brilliant. Uh, anyhow, we'll get back to the hogs now because, <laughs> because yeah, he sticks his dogs on them. They go, they chase the pigs. Jake shoots the shit out of them. No effect, but then he shoots the dart and then he screams because Jake, R.I.P. Yeah, again, another out. one where these fuck this movie is just killing off all these people as we're following them along for it. long times. I do. I love it. Now, okay, the next scene is he's digging in the shit mud and he finds something <laughs> and he says it's proof. And David, what the fuck did he find? Uh, can't remember. What did you find? Yeah, nobody remembers because it looked like somebody dipped a saucer in shit and he pulled it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I think it's... Sorry, yeah, I remember now. I think it was like a footprint, like a photo print, and then it filled up with mud and the mud went hard, so it's like a... Uh, oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense then. Oh, yeah, yeah so it's it something yeah, like else a fussel that he found the, uh, the It's not a fossil, but it's something sort of thing. Yeah, so I guess that's enough proof. So somehow he, he finds this and then he's digging around more because how does he find the ring? He's a professional. Not only is he a professional. Well, he used to be a professional kangaroo shooter, but he gave that up to become a professional uh, razorback shooter. But he also supplements that with being a professional shit digger. Mm-hmm. So I guess he saw the diamond sparkling off the uh, the mound of shit. 
How? Okay, cool. Good. It didn't make sense to anybody else. Great. So no, he finds the uh, ring. Well, that's literally it's a fucking finding a needle in a haystack, but... Look, yeah. he's got a thing for scouring through poo. That's through poo, thing. yeah. He's a scatological he's a expert. Look. That it's... is established earlier in the film, and I have no issue with it whatsoever. <laughs> it's just like Jurassic Park, right? <laughs> well, yeah, because don't forget, he found that fucking shot glass, the baby pacifier, the license plate. And all the yeah. other pig shit. Yeah. You know what you could say about him, Tim? He really knows his shit. <laughs> so I guess yeah, that's enough. That's enough fucking proof. And uh we go back to to Sarah's place. Jake says, turn on the tracker and we get a bead on him. And now Jake is on the hunt. So Sarah and our hero have a tender moment talking about his fucking dead wife who was pregnant at the time. Yeah, this is where we find out that she's pregnant. The entire fucking movie, this is where yeah. we get hit with it. And it was their first anniversary when he told her to leave because she didn't want to leave, but he's like, look, be brave. No, she disappeared on their first anniversary. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's she like, I'm missing. thinking to myself, you know what? I Maybe it's getting to be a sign of my age and it's like getting harder to remember dates. I'm like, that's actually kind of convenient. Just got to remember one day a year, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's why you should always make your anniversary a day that's something else, like Valentine's Day or something. Then you'll never forget it. Oh, no, that's too obvious. Yeah? All right. I, I guess what you should do then is you just um, sign up for something that, that uh, sends you messages three days before your anniversary. I, I think that I maybe that's a company that did that. What's that? I wish it was a company that could do that. You know what? We could do that. Maybe Bloody Bits will send your wife a hat. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. The same hat every year for every anniversary, Christmas, Easter. We'll just change just the year on it. Upon hats. Well, I mean, you don't want to put a hat on a hat. So Sarah links off, radios the bar, tells him, look, Jake, he's headed down at the watering hole. He uh, he knows what happened to Beth. And who's down at the bar? The brothers. Of course they are. Because yeah, they're not because busy it, enough running their no, three Tim, different fucking Because kids. it's literally the only other thing within 100,000, what, kilometers? Uh, or whatever kilometers. the fuck you guys... Yeah. Yeah, it's just that the entire rest of the world uses kilometers. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I, I will tell you that the metric system is better because it's just 10 to 100 to 1,000 to 10. Yeah. Anyhow, back I at Sarah's. When I was in Catholic school, I think it was like maybe the third grade, they tried to teach us the metric system. And I swear to God, it lasted for about like maybe two weeks. And that was it. It was just done. Right back to what? inches and feet. Why? It, yeah, yeah. The U.S. actually officially adopted the metric system, I think, in 1976 or something like that. Um, and I think there was some very short attempt to actually implement it across America, and then everyone just gave up on it because, you know, you guys. Because it's Americans. Come on, you think we're learning new fucking measurements? Get the yeah, fuck it's out so of here. difficult. We'll to take learn. over the whole goddamn world if we have to. We're not fucking saying kilometers or millimeters. It's so difficult to learn powers of ten. <laughs> Much easier really? remember twelves. Yeah, oh, got 12, and then 3, and the, yeah. Uh, so we go back to Sarah's. Our hero says, look, I'm going to leave tomorrow. We're, we're, I'm out of here. I'm going to go to the bus stop. Sarah's like, all right, but, you know, 
you can stay as long as you like. And uh, by the way, it'll also give the locals something to talk about. And I'm oh. like, dude, Sarah, you are so They're thirsty. They're already talking about you, Sarah. Come on. She's so thirsty. She just wants some dick. What is... And this dude, he's so, you know, mourning still. Like, come on, Sarah, you got to calm down a little bit. Eh, you know, sometimes you just got to, you know, when the opportunity's there and you haven't had any for a long time, you kind of like kind of brush those things off. And excuse me, Eddie, how many times have we seen movies where dudes... Have, I think there's a James Bond movie where he has sex with a woman in a shower 20 mm-hmm. minutes after her husband's funeral. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it usually doesn't stop dudes. We're like, oh, shit. God, nice. You know, she's sad. I got to wait a little bit. Wait for her to get in a better mood. Yeah, no, you're right, Tim. Razorback, very progressive movie. Very good point. So anyhow, uh, we go back to the brothers, and they sneak out to Jake's camp to kill him. They march him off to the middle of nowhere. They knock him out, and the idea is they're going to break his legs and then let the, uh, let the Razorback finish him off. Actually, yeah. Like, almost like they that. have a connection with the Razorback. Sorry, go ahead. It's actually uh, my favorite quote, so... They're wrestling with him, and the guy knocks him out, and he gets really upset. And uh, he screams out to the other guy, You just spoil everything. And then the brother said, How do I spoil it? And the other guy says, Well, he won't feel it now. And that's when they give up on killing him and just leaving him for the pig. Yeah, no, that's true. So I guess that really cements them as being evil, right? Because they want him to feel the death. They don't, yeah. Yeah, those guys suck. Uh,. (laughs) <laughs> Fuck Great man. actor, though. Yeah. Then old Jake wakes up and he's uh, his legs are busted, and you can tell that because he's got these little like uh, wounds, you know, under under his knees. Cries for a while, and then he rolls over to his old faithful old yeller dog. Oh, Lassie moment! I got this. What do you mean, old yeller? You mean Lassie? Lassie. Yeah, I've got a note here. This is the Lassie moment. Uh, and tells Lassie to go get Sarah. We have we ever we didn't establish that this is a thing that the dog like can understand human tongue. Well, he the dogs understood when he said, "Hey, go get that pig," right? Yeah, they listened to him really well because they attacked all the other pigs except for the big pig. Yeah, and this is Tim to your point the the other Doctor Doolittle moment <laughs> because the dog runs off like. All right, got it. Be right back. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. So we cut to Sarah dropping Kurt off at the uh, bus stop, or bus stop, and Kurt like gives her a little kiss goodbye. Is this like I know like French people kiss each other on the cheeks or whatever, but this is like a full on little lip kiss. Is this in Australia? Do you, is this a thing? You guys kiss each other a, a bunch, David? Uh, no. No. So there's, you know, there's some chemistry, there's right? no there's kissing little... allowed in Australia. <laughs> I mean, for just like a mutual friend. Like, Tim, when, when this lockdown ends, right? I'm, I want to go to New York. I want to hang out with you. We're going to go over to Sparrow's. We're going to get a real traditional New York slice. Yes. Right? And then you're going to go grab a nurse in Times Square and kiss her? No. And then we're going to go catch a Yankees game. And then... That's... We're, I'm gonna. I'll give you a little, little quick kiss, right? Just like this, and that's fine. 
Uh, you got the Johnson Johnsons. What's uh, which one did you get? You don't. You've you got the one shot of the. I got the Pfizer. I got the twofer. I got the Pfizer twofer. Pfizer. Okay. No problem at all. Yeah. (laughs) Because yeah, he gives it like just leave you in the middle of fucking nowhere at a bus stop. Little quick. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're just gonna send me off on the sub one of those fucking crazy subways where some dudes smearing shit and people are doing fucking Showtime. Uh. Yeah. Nah. That's cool. So, uh, okay, cool. So he kisses no, her. It's definitely, lips. yeah, yeah. Um, if things were different, I would have banged you a kiss. Yeah. There's, uh, there's some tension. Yeah, because she definitely is throwing him all the fucking sides, right? Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah, she's putting it out there. Yeah. There's no doubt. She, she's like uh, one step short of presenting. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to spray paint her ass all pink like a fucking orangutan. Yeah. Just walk yeah. Off to him. <laughs> We go back to old busted legs, and he drags himself out to the uh, the the pump house, and we cut back again to the brothers driving down the road. They see the dog, they swerve over, and they run over the poor fucking dog. And I'm like, God damn it! Every but he's also singing fucking ease on down the road from the Wiz. Mm-hmm. Yes, and yes, then it he made is. me remember they have a Barry Manilow fucking picture. I'm like, what the fuck kind of music are these two fucking brothers into? That they got Barry Manilow poster in their fucking cave, and he's singing "Ease on Down, Ease on Down the Road." Yeah, these guys have a. Show how evil they are. Yeah, (laughs) true. That's right. They're like, look, Barry Manilow and the Wiz. Oh, we can appreciate Barry Manilow and the Wiz, but we're still running over this poor fucking dog. Like, it's rough. So Sarah's driving down, and. uh... We cut back to old busted legs. He gets it into the pump house. He's he finally gets some clean water to drink because apparently that's what what he needed, you know, when he got his legs always makes you feel better. Yes, chopped up and he's like swimming and shit, and the hogs are circling around the pump house. He's, he needs a quick little Dasani, you know. Sarah sees the dead dog though as she's driving down the road. She goes back says, oh, shit, I gotta go get Kurt. Why? Yeah. How does she know that that's the reason why she has to go back? You know what it is? Oh, dude, she's just looking for any excuse. Now yeah, she can go literally. back and like, look, see, we're both sad. Your your wife died. My dog died. Let's just yeah. do a sad fuck. It's not even her dog. It's It's Jake's dog. Well, again, she's doing the guy's part. Any excuse. Any reason. Yeah. Right? You've never hey. tried to get laid because you were sad that even, like, your friend's dog died? Come on, that's, like, really common. No, Tim, I, I can't say I've ever tried to use the excuse of my friend's dog dying to to get <laughs> laid. You know what, though? Good excuse. You get them just the right amount of sympathy without making them too sad because it's not your dog, right? <laughs> Oh God! So now she 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 like, doubles back, you know, flips a bitch, and and she's got to go back to get back to get our hero. Just as Jake, we cut back to him. He sees the pigs at the door, and the kind of the pigs are like opening the door, which yeah, is the good. The pigs have come home to roost. Yeah, yeah. And then the, the door shuts. They all run away, and then you know that when all of the pigs run away, Tim. It's a problem mm, because the yeah, yeah, when the pigs are away, the razor back will play, and this motherfucker just gores the shit out of the shed, rips it open, busts in, 
and eats the old man. Alright, I have a Poor problem Jake. with this part. Okay. Is the fucking pig playing with him? Yes. Because he ran through this fucking guy's house without slowing down, put his fucking fucking wild boar outline through three fucking built of three fucking door uh walls in the goddamn house. He pulled the guy's fucking uh TV and three quarters of the fucking house away. And now he can't get into this little fucking tin shack. Yeah. No, that's true. I think I think he's I think he's torturing him. I think he's just trying to make maybe maybe it's the opposite of uh eating the the kangaroo meat. Maybe you want them to panic. Maybe he likes the taste ah, of the adrenaline. Maybe humans taste better with the adrenaline, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh so Sarah and them go back to the uh the slop house or whatever the fuck this place is supposed to be. And Sarah opens up the door to the pump house. She's fucking pissed off. She immediately discovers that that Jake's been eaten. Rushes back to town says like, "All right, we're going to we're going to round up a posse." And this, I mean, this this strikes me as uniquely like American. We're we're going to get a convoy. We're in Texas. We're going to we're going to go just have us a good old-fashioned get the pitchforks yeah, and the torches. Time, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um then Carl's though, though he's still back at the murder site, and he sees a bunch of knife marks on the ground, and he remembers remember that Is knife he, he had. Sherlock to, Holmes. Yeah, he's murder she roding it. He's uh, Angela Lansburying it because he sees these knife marks, and he remembers when when he was driving around with the brothers, and he had to kill that Rue with a knife. Oh shit. This is uh, slashes from a knife, and the only other people in Australia that have a knife are the brothers. Uh-huh. Everybody knows that, right? No, no, it's um, Crocodile and D, and those two. They're the only two knives in the whole country. Yeah, but Crocodile Dundee's in L.A., right? That's true. He is in L.A., and uh, n- nobody else in Australia has enough. They all just have guns in this movie, apparently. So I love this, though. I, I love that, that Carl, when he sees this, his immediate response, get into the truck, drive over <laughs> to the fucking brother's dig that they live in or their whatever the fuck, the donger. Knock down their shitter. <laughs> and he just ram jams his fucking truck into their shitter. <laughs> and then fucking what homie. What if they had guests? What if there was company over? Jesus Christ. That is pretty rude that's a good point then benny comes out he's like hey what the fuck are you doing i was and he's pulling up his pants the whole time and he's holding a roll of toilet paper and says like look what what, what's going on here and then carl starts the interrogation it's like look man i know what you fucking did i'm i'm the husband of the bath girl that died and i'm gonna fucking kill you then he goes hunting for Benny. So the tables have turned. And they're running over like a weird landscape that looks like a cheese grater. I'm thinking, is this like, oh, like, uh, like fucking mine shafts? Yeah. So that's the idea, right? Is that these are just a bunch of mine shafts. And, and eventually we get up to Benny who's hiding in a mine shaft. Because he like repelled. But is that how it works? When you do, when you dig in a fucking mine, you usually dig one big hole and you bore down. You don't dig a billion fucking holes. You follow the vein. 
So mm-hmm. there's yeah. veins of gold, veins of silver, veins of opal, and you follow it until it stops, and then you move to where the next vein is, and you follow that. So, no, that's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he chases his ass down, but then Benny's hiding down one of these mine shafts, like holding on to a piece of cable, reaches up and hooks Carl in the leg, and it looks rough, dude. He falls it's a good over. Thing he's a doctor. It is, yeah. <laughs> it's a good point. So And what a great place over. to hide. In a hole, hanging on a rope. Yeah, I mean t- yeah, to to be fair. If he had hid down there and didn't hook the guy in the leg, he would have been much better off, I would say. Yeah, there's a good chance that that fucking idiot would have fallen in one of the shafts. Yeah, no, just let him keep running. You're you're fine. You're just hanging out down there. He's never going to find you amid all of the other holes. But no, he fucks up. He hooks him. Carl turns around. He's like immediately like, yeah, this is a problem. And moves his ass over to the uh to the mechanism to raise and lower the cable which is what you would do right you've literally got him on a hook you're yeah. like all right I'm... he put himself on the hook too that's what's crazy <laughs> yeah. the fish caught himself he's like look bitch tell me what the fuck is going on all right he's like i i i mean maybe i remember the girl but it wasn't me it was nothing to do with me you know what it was my brother it was dicko dicko did the whole thing it's dicko I wasn't even there. I don't know what the hell, what the hell happened. Yeah, I have no idea what happened. I, I'm not involved. But in when I was there, I'll tell you this: I didn't see any kind of a pig or anything. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, "Ah, oh, shit." All right, well, I'm gonna go get Dicko. I'm gonna peace out. Uh, I'll see you later. And to his credit, we we will say Carl never really kills anybody, right? No. No, he kind of does well, a thing he kind of begins, the guy though, hanging. and I don't have to kill you, but I don't have to save you. It's like a jigsaw situation, you know? He's like, well, I mean, but but if Jigsaw didn't even rig up the traps, like if he just found people in traps, and he's like, I don't know, I guess that sucks, and then doesn't help him. And when he walks away, you can hear the um, the guy falling, and he doesn't try to stop it or anything, so it's kind of, you know, manslaughter, I'd say, at best. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but they got to find the body for manslaughter, right? That's true. That's true. It didn't. Uh, nobody got caught a manslaughter charge for charge for his wife, because the cable slips, and that's it for Benny. Back at the bar, everybody's matter. getting rallied up. They all got their guns, and uh, she's got her tracking device out. We got a bead on the hog, and it's hunting time. And I, I love this. Everybody runs out. They all rush out with their guns. They get in their cars. They drive away, except for the poor guy that owns the the motel. Because remember, <laughs> the guy who's dressed up like a fucking Civil War veteran. What the hell is up with that outfit he's got on? I don't know. But remember that they that he borrowed the the Carl borrowed that guy's car, right, and never returned it. So, so he's got to hitch a ride on the camel. See, taxi's always there. It's true. That's true. So, uh, yeah, we, we follow this group of uh, 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 well-doers, but unfortunately, they end up at the wrong hog. And it's the first of the little uh, hog that she tagged before. Because the trackers, unfortunately, they, they're, it's just one tracking mechanism. 
Right. Well, again, here we go with Jaws. This is the part where the little kids are swimming with the fucking fake mm-hmm. shark fin. Yep. Yeah. But we cut back to the pet pack because Carl, well, Carl's got to go get some revenge on Dicko. And Dicko's in there and he's still working without his brother, I guess. And he's yelling out for his brother, but there's no brother to be found. Carl shows up, he's got his gun, and it's a revenge time. And we get a good, like a cat and mouse through this gross-ass warehouse. And by the way, this gross warehouse, this is going to be the remainder of the movie, this setting, <laughs> basically. Because, you know, it's revenge time, and, and they're they're tracking each other down. And we, we get Chekhov's gun again here with this meat chopper fan blade that... Dicko almost puts Carl into, except Carl's like ankle gets caught in a gear or some shit above it. I don't know. He falls in it yeah, a little he bit. Yeah, kind of gets jammed in between one pit and another pit. It's kind of odd. It doesn't make any sense. No, no. But we immediately understand, like, all right, so this is this is the Chekhov's gun, right? This is the this is going to be the threat. This is this is a problem. Dicko leaves. It's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave this guy here to die, and I'm just going to assume that it all went according to plan uh, uh, for Mr. Bond. Gets out to his truck, and the truck doesn't start. Then our hero Carl pops up, pulls him out of the truck, and Dicko runs off. Carl hops into the, the murder truck, the big crazy Mad Max truck, fires it up, chases him down, and then fucking spotlights him. In this scene... Pretty, pretty fucking well done. Because he's got Dicko's spotlight, you know, the spotlight on Dicko's face. And what does Dicko say? I'm the kangaroo. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I'm the kangaroo. And he says, well, well shoot me. I'm the, I'm the kangaroo. What? You, you can end it for the deer. You can end it for the kangaroo, but not me. You can't fucking put me out of my misery. I'm the kangaroo, right? But Carl can't do it. <laughs> He's not a murderer. No, he only killed that deer for sympathy, right? To take it out of its misery. Yeah. But that's okay, because here comes Razorback. (laughs) I'll do it. He's like the Phantom of the Opera for this fucking movie, by the way, Razorback. Charges in, and then Dicko ends up stuck in the hedge maze from the fucking Shining. Again, with these movies, we did Blood Debt, and then... In, in Blood Debts, somehow people just drop into this weird alley that they are running around in endlessly. The same situation here with Razorback. Uh, Again, so it's a whole supernatural thing, is it? Yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense, the behavior of it still. Yeah, but no, it's cool because he's just running through this weird tunnel, Dicko, and Razorback just chases his ass down and fucking eats him. But he's running in such an incredible fucking way. He's like skidding, he's yeah. stopping short, sliding all over the fucking place like Breakfast Breakfast Club. He's just he really he's he's really into this fucking role. He's not the best he's definitely not the best fucking person in the world, the character, but the right. actor really went all out with it. No, no, he he's he's doing his best for it. That's for goddamn sure. But yeah, he gets eaten by the razorback, and then Carl Poor Carl. He tries to drive away in the truck and then just tips it over for no reason. 
Like he could just drive away so slowly and so fine. It's got that adrenaline flowing though, right? Well, to be fair, that particular truck has eight gears forward and four gears reversed. It's um, it's a lot. Yeah, no, that's true. If you're not accustomed to drive, plus he's probably in in on the wrong side of it, right? I was just gonna say he's not used to driving on that side of the road, so he he thought he could take that turn. Oh, that's a good point. Maybe he turned the wrong direction because yeah. Anyway, he fucking tips it over, climbs out, and oh shit, Razorbacks after him now. So he runs into the pet pack. We see all the dead kangaroos hanging up, and, and th- this factory produces dog food out of kangaroo meat and steam. That's the two things that this factory makes, because all of these pipes are just bursting with steam. They use the uh, steam to separate the meat from the bone. Yep. I guess, yeah. But then raise it like back. like a power wash. Yeah, it's like an internal pressure washer. But then Razorback bursts in. He he knocks down the, uh, the the weird sliding door, you know. And Carl Carl's got a good move though. He climbs up into the rafters and he throws a bottle <laughs> down at Razorback. I'm like, what is this gonna do? I it thought was... when I saw him grab the bottle, I was like, is he gonna make a Molotov cocktail? Because that'd be pretty smart, right? Because that would so, be you smart. have the high ground. The pig can't go upstairs. Yeah, no, that's very true. Like, the other pigs couldn't swim. This pig can't go upstairs. But then Tim, Carl, Carl's got another really good move. He picks up He's like, wait a second. I remember there's this video game that's taking the whole countries by storm. Mm-hmm. Hmm, let me Donkey Kong this motherfucker. Yeah, he picks up a big fucking barrel, tosses it down on Razorback, and Tim... Donkey can't, Kong ain't got shit on Carl. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he sign languages it right to the camera. It's crazy. It, it really, it, it almost took me out of the movie, but I was like sucked right back in because of how great it fucking really paid off. It did, yeah. But then Sarah shows up, uh, and uh, he hears Sarah outside. Now the pig is chasing her for some reason. Well, yeah, because the pig... Oh my god. They cut to the, the animation thing, the weird puppet of the pig, and the pig hears Sarah outside, and we see its eyes. And the pig's like, wait a minute, I have a plan. And we see the eye of the pig like make a choice to go after Sarah instead of Carl. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Really? The pig's like, David uh-huh. might be onto something. There might be some kind of like fucking satanic thing going on with this goddamn pig. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so Carl busts open a window to warn Sarah. He's like, Sarah, look out. The Razorback is about to come after you because it knows that the only way that it can get to me and hurt my feelings is by attacking you. <laughs> it killed my wife and now it's going to kill my side piece, maybe. It just wants to kill everything I love. <sighs> but no. No. Do you think the pig, maybe it's Sarah's time of the month. And that's what set him off. Maybe. Maybe that's it. Maybe it, Because it, does it's... he even see her? He only hears her. But how the fuck does he even know where she is? Because she's still outside at that point, right? Maybe. Oh, my God. Maybe she's got some truffles in her pants. Oh. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> so, yeah, the Razorback charges. And Carl tries to get his attention. 
He's like, hey, you fucking hog bastard. And he's like banging pots and pans together. But he can't get its attention. And it just chases Sarah back inside of the uh, the warehouse. And then all of a sudden we just can't hear Sarah screaming anymore. So now Carl, he's emboldened. He's like, I'm, I've got to kill this motherfucker. Finally. Finally, he, he hulks up. He's ready to kill. He grabs a shovel. <laughs> and he taunts it back in. He's like, hey, you son of a bitch. You get your hands off her, Biff. <laughs> Lures this Razorback back toward him. He grabs this broken pipe. And the edge you hack, Razorback charges him. And he impales the Razorback with the broken pipe. Mm-hmm. Then and he the gets razor. electrocuted, the top and all off. Yeah. And he gets electrocuted. And this fucking pig, goddamn, this pig is hardcore, man. This pig is fucking crank. This is pig Chelios. <laughs> it really fucking is, man. Because it gets electrocuted. It gets fucking impaled. I mean, this is Vigor the Carpigian. Uh. And, <laughs> because he like pulls himself off of the being impaled and the pressure tank is getting too high pressure so yep. everything is about the boiler yet yep Jack, the boiler's the boiler? about to blow up our hero carl is on the conveyor belt that leads down to the shitty fan that's supposed to be a chopper the pig is Do you coming know, I did not him. figure out what that thing was right up until it's this fucking so point. Stupid. Every time I saw it, I was like, why are they showing an air phantom? <laughs> are they trying to show that the electricity is still turned on? Why is that fan going at like three miles an hour? Yeah, I don't know. So the ra- he's taunting the razor back to, to, to fucking you. charge you're, you're stupid and stink. You're he stupid. Said. Uh, David, okay, you're you're Australian, so I'm gonna I'm gonna taunt you with all of these things, right? <laughs> and I want I want to know which is the one that pisses you off. You're stupid. Mm, eh. No, you stink. Mm, it triggers me a little bit. Eh. Um, here's my ass. You <laughs> <laughs> like a nine out of ten, <laughs> but also kind of sexy. You he, can you know kiss my ass. He saw. Yeah, he saw that, you know, the threats weren't working. So I was like, wait, let me go a different route. Wait a second. Uh, here's my ass. Come here. Hey, Razorback, why don't you uh, take a look at my asshole? I know, you oh, know, maybe... you and the camel are really good friends, but it's just physically impossible. But, uh, hey, you know, Maybe that's why ass. he ripped the, the quarter of the house off of the fat guy's uh, house. Because remember, we saw that guy's asshole. But he never oh, killed the right. fat He's guy. Oh, that's right. teasing the fucking pig. Well, you know, that guy gets what he deserves. Look what he's wearing out there in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, come on. You dress like that, you're expecting it. Oh, <laughs> God damn it! So he taunts the razor, and then we get, again, he taunts the razor back. We just get this tension building between the factory exploding, the hog eating him, and him possibly find, falling into the grinder. But no, last second, he jumps up and grabs the carcass of a dead kangaroo. Riding and- the pig. Swings away on it like a, like a yeah. hero. This is something out of Indiana Jones. Yeah, and then of course Razorback falls down into into the the meat grinder that's not a meat grinder, 
not even close. No. And but we we do get to see this is probably the most we see of of Razorback of the puppet. Yeah, for sure. And it looks the like the least intimidating <laughs> monster. Yeah, it's kind of sad at this point, right? It, yeah, it looks very stupid. And it's just being ground up from under. But I got to admit, it looks good. Like, it looks like you would imagine it would look. And yeah, then he just runs over to the tank that was about to explode. Hits it with a two by four to fix it, just like the stupid brother did earlier. And then it's like, all right, we're cool. Now, and then here's a part I don't understand. Okay, yeah, please, Tim. Please, Tim. Please. Did this fucking pig catch her and tie her up <laughs> and hang her upside down as like a fucking like bait? Because <laughs> this yeah. is the most confounding part of the fucking movie. When I saw her, I'm like, what the fuck happened here? Because Cardi's walking out of the place. He's just come out of the mud. And the blood, he had his spirit journey where he walked through the yep. valley of the shadows of death and through the world scar from Dungeons and Dragons. The reanimated skeletal horse erupted from the ground and he was able to persevere past that and Dicko in his donger. He ate the fucking crazy sausage. Everything is right in the universe. Ash in the Evil Dead has finally met the end of his journey. And Sarah drops down from the ceiling hung upside down from chains for no reason it makes no fucking sense how did she get up there a the big why is she unconscious that's it oh my god there's what is the other explanation for this the pig the pig was looking at him and looking at her with both eyes right and the pig decides to leave him alone and go get her. He was like, he was like, look, this is going to be the bait. If I have her, he's going to come right to me. I don't have to climb up the fucking stairs and fall into the hill chute. Nothing? You got nothing, David? All right, cool. Oh, no, I have, I have nothing. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, my connection just dropped? <laughs> this is all very distressing. <laughs> so he stumbles off. Sarah drops in uh, to see what condition her condition is in. And he just takes her down from the chains. She wakes up, so I guess she's alive. Cool. Yep. Freeze frame on him about to kiss her in credits. Then that, ladies and gentlemen, is Razorback. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. What a ride. What a ride, man. What a journey we have gone on here through this entire fucking movie. And first of all, yeah, I mean, you've got to watch it. It's... it's... <laughs> Honestly, filmed very competently. Yeah, yeah there's, very there's some really great shots in it too. Mm -hmm. it, it's actually yeah, very beautifully filmed. Um, the acting is ridiculous, and I love it. It's the right acting for this movie. As much as I fuck with them, Benny and Dicko are probably my two favorite characters in yeah. this because, like, you fucking hate them. For great reasons, right? But and they have their own style, and the, and we didn't like get into the thing like throughout the whole fucking movie. Dickie's just like making like a little like a sound all the fucking time. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he's as gross as you want him to be. Uh, so, David, do you have yeah. another another movie? <laughs> like, 
than you would possibly because you know sometimes like last time somebody got very mad at me because generally on my on my podcast i say is there another thing that's like this because we've spoiled the shit out of it that that you would recommend uh, yeah that was daniel he just proved he yeah daniel show because he doesn't listen to our, show, because because listen to our long time yeah because he doesn't listen to our podcast so fuck daniel but i'll give you one i'll give you anaconda right if you want like a similar level of like stupidity meets jaws anacondas that plus you get to see john voight wink at the camera when he gets regurgitated from it it's very fun if only that snake didn't puke him back up. Yeah, if only. So, David, other Australian like horror or, or or any horror, is there another thing you would say to pair with this? Oh, I'm trying to think. Is there a killer koala bear movie? Mm. Uh, is there like a drop bear horror? Yeah, the ones where they fall <laughs> out of trees. No, there's no drop bear movie. There's no kangaroo movie. I mean, there's a couple of movies where they uh, the kangaroo turns around and like, oh, that's Crocodile Dundee. You've seen that where the yeah. pretends yeah. to shoot. The kangaroo yeah. turns around, looks right into the camera, and signs. <laughs> You're looking at with a rifle in hand. No, I can't think of anything else that's like this. Um, I think this was Australia's one and only foray into this kind of film. I can't think of a single thing. So the whole thing is in Australia, we all know that everything's trying to kill us, so we don't need to make movies about it. <laughs> That's a very good point. It's, it's so blasé. Yeah, you live with this horror every day. Why would you need to elevate it? That would be like making exactly. a school shooting horror movie in America. Tim, do you have anything you would pair with this, maybe, as like a companion piece? I think you hit it on the head when you said Anaconda, and yep. Anaconda doesn't even get to the same fucking levels of craziness that this no. thing does, and... That has no. Eric Soltz passed out in the first five minutes because a fucking bee bites him in the fucking throat <laughs> and he's stuck yeah. in his fucking air tank. And then that's that it somehow for him. somehow another John Voight put in his air tank? How the fuck did that even work? Oh, yeah, he shoves the big pan in there. Yeah, no, this, that, that's a great... There's an impromptu tracheotomy. Um, so, yeah, I think that's going to be it for today. David, is there anything on the internet that you want people to pay attention to? Um... No. Australia? No. Uh, yeah, I have nothing. Yeah, Turn off the should... internet, maybe. <laughs> yeah, Turn off the internet. Don't pay attention to something else. Give your kids a hug. Except for the Discord. Our Discord is okay. Yeah, hit the yeah, Discord. Yeah, yeah, buddy bitch. Buy a t-shirt. Yeah. Come on. No, no, I'm with David. Turn off, the, turn off the internet. Go give your kids a hug. Tim, what, what about you? You got anything people should pay attention to? Uh, I think, uh, well, we both did a grind bin together, right? That should be coming we, out pretty soon. We did Blood yeah, Debts, and you guys did yes. a, blind, a grind band, which is? Oh, God. Yeah. You know, thanks, Eddie, because I was trying to erase Galaxina from my fucking mind. <laughs> and that's yeah, why I was anything. really worried, because he, David picked that fucking movie for the grind band. But I guess, you know what? Thank, you know, thanks, thanks, David, because you obviously, you, you like us better than you like Mike and Bobby from the grind band, <laughs> mm -hmm. because you didn't torture us for the pick. No, I didn't. But look, I also, and aren't you going to uh, be on Daniel's show also? Yeah, David? I was just about to say, I did um, another great Australian movie called Chopper, which is about an Australian character, I guess you'd call him, Mark Brandon Chopper Reed. Uh, it's a great movie. It was a great podcast. I had a good time. If you want to check out the uh, Mustachioed Podcastio, uh, I'll be on that shortly. Mm -hmm. Of course, always pay attention to Mustachioed Podcastio, the grind bin. 
podcast. And if you're enjoying what you're listening to now, go to patreon.com forward slash bloody bits. You can get extra episodes. We just released another episode of the Candace Files, where she brings to us her most compelling evidence of life after death. And this is also uh, the last episode of the Candace Files. <laughs> this is also the last episode of the Candace Files. She shouldn't no, have shown us the best be evidence back. she has right off the fucking bat. She, she will be back, Tim, because there's yes, so many other things to prove. There's aliens. There's Bigfoot. There's Mothman. Oh, there's the Loch Ness Monster. You know Tim, what we should do? On. We should get her to watch that fucking Bigfoot documentary on Hulu. <laughs> you know what I'm talking oh, yeah. about? Yep, yep, I know Did exactly Bigfoot what you're Did Bigfoot kill some pot growers back in like 1993? Maybe, or maybe he didn't. I guess we'll have to tune in to find out. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, this is how we end it. Bada bing, bada boom.